Sorry, but the answer is a whopping yes. You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome everyone to episode 136 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running podcast that we've been doing since we stopped really focusing on Anthem because that game has been put on hiatus. So I think some eventually someday we'll go back to that. But honestly, though, guys, I was thinking today, I was like, it's kind of nice just to be able to talk about whatever we want instead of staying focused on Anthem all the time. So I'm kind of excited and maybe maybe we never go back. Maybe this is maybe we announce that we never talk about Anthem again. We probably wouldn't do that. When new news comes up, no, we'll talk. I about mean, we're Anthem. still talking about Anthem. It probably just won't be the sole focus even when 2.0 comes out. I mean, we'll probably talk about it more because there'll be more news. And well, you'd cons- think, I mean, maybe <laughs> you'd think considering it probably won't be out to like 2022. There's a lot of time until we get there. So um, it got delayed again. It's probably 2023. Uh, and it's very possible. Everything's getting it's delayed. Possible we'll talk about that be. more in the news. But Devin, Mike, thanks for being here. Appreciate you guys being with me. The person who I have been on every single episode of the show. Uh, I'm pretty sure. I that don't was, think I'm that's fact accurate. Check. Facebook fact checks as false. Um, well, you're gonna trust Facebook. Well, is that what we're doing? I don't trust anybody, but you know, it's true. That's a good way to live, Devin. I agree. You should not trust anyone. Um, I was so carrying everyone, a knife in your pocket. Everyone, thanks for hanging out with us on chat. Katie, SJ, Nasili, Michael, um, thanks for hanging out with us today. A couple of things before we dive into what we have been up to and some rants that I really want to go on. We want to thank every one of our patrons <laughs> that have been supporting us on. On Patreon, we'd like to thank Julius, <laughs> Nathan B, Quiet Devin, Michael R, Trent B, Man and Still. This is serious. Stop it. You're going to make me lo- stop it. Um, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H, Gameplay Experience, and RZ. Thank you for your continued support. Your continued support keeps things like our website going. Please go to our website, FreelancerCodex.com. We have a lot of things going up there. There's going to be some new things that we're going to be coming out with. I just recently finished my first rough draft on our documentary that's going to be releasing it's about 80 minutes long. It's going to be a really cool documentary. I hope everyone gets a chance to check it out. That should be coming out probably, if not at the end of this month, it'll be sometime at the beginning of next month. There's a lot to do on those things. Like you see no clip when they put out all their de- documentaries on the things that they put out. I didn't realize how much work goes into those. There's a lot of work that goes into those. There's a lot of edits. Those like, how do I piece this all together and make it into a, you know, a cool story that you can follow? So I've been learning a lot doing that, so I'm excited for everyone to finally get to hear it sometime in the future. Um, so everyone, like, oh, that was also supposed to mention because I'm really bad at, like, promoting our show. A couple of things that you can do if you want to support us. Um, if you if you cannot chip in a dollar for our Patreon and get access to our pre-show content, that's fine. Please go ahead and go over to iTunes and rate the show, um, but only if you're going to give it five stars. Like, I mean, we're not going <laughs> to... I mean, that's that's what you got to do. Unfortunately, that's the best way for podcasts to get shown is by ranking them very high and by doing that very quickly. Just like give that. it an honest rank, whatever you feel. Give it, a, right. no, like, give it, give us honest like feedback in the comments. But whatever it is, even if it's bad, just make it five stars anyway. Just be like, this is a five star <laughs> comment, so that you can see my feedback. Um, the way that their algorithm was weird, it's not like the amount of 
um, reviews that you get, it's like how many you get in a certain amount of time. So learning about all this stuff is like, man, this is like really tough to get around all this stuff. So if you don't want to <laughs> kick in a dollar to get access to our pre-show content, go ahead and do that. We would really, really appreciate it. We need to offset the last person that posted on there gave us a one-star review because Devin said that he doesn't like Jason Schreier very much. And that's what he based the review on and gave us a one-star. So go offset that review. Good Devin, job, Devin. Devin's going to change. Hey, being like, honest, hurts, you know, people are sensitive about news you're, gaming journalism. You're sensitive. I am. It's true. My wife tells me I am. But, you know. <laughs> SJ says I'll do five stars <laughs> as soon as Mike and Devin do a show solo. I can, just, like, I can just bounce out here right now. We can make that done. We can make that happen. All right. We can um, make that done. I like it. Mike, it's really hard for me to like talk and stuff sometimes, so you're just going to have to bear Language with me. is difficult for people. Language is difficult. Especially when I don't talk to many people all day long, and this is like the first time I like talk to people. Um, what was I going to say? You can also leave us feedback at freelancercodex at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, concerns, anything you want, write into the show. We'll be happy to discuss it on the show. All right. So with that, I think I want to kick it over to what we have been doing this week. And Devin, I think we'll start with you. All right. Well, what I've been doing, I've been working. Um, no, yeah, take me into your day-to-day. -day. Like, what did you have for breakfast um, two days ago? What <clears throat> two days ago. What was two days ago? Was that Sunday? Um, no, no, it would have been, um, been, been Monday. Um, Monday. Monday. What did I had? Uh, I had a leftover green chili uh, enchilada <laughs> for breakfast. How long is this for bit going to go? Huh? I thought you were. I didn't think you were going to take the bit this long, but you were just like you were going to. Uh, no. So. <laughs> Uh, no, I, maybe that's what I had. I don't know. Um, nice. No, I've just been playing, uh, working through the Halo Master Chief Collection campaigns. Finished up uh, ODST on Legendary, and uh, started on Combat Evolved on Legendary. And... Wait, you did ODST before Combat Evolved? Yeah, I was just going down the list with uh, because Halo CE and Halo Two only have two player co op. Oh, I got gotcha. you. So I was doing the ones with four player because I was playing with a couple of my other friends, and uh, so we can all play. You know, I would be starting. So, so what's the what's the desire there? What are you going for when you play on legendary? Is it the achievements? Is it the challenge? Is it the because because you've got you've got story down? So I'm assuming it's not story. So why why legendary? I, I just like it because it's fun. It's it's funner for me, anyways. I mean, that's how I normally play through them. Um, it's not really that difficult, but I don't know. Hey, old man Fierce in mean, the it's... chat. Tim, what's going on? Glad to have hey. you here with us. Tim says, never give Devin that much time on the mic. Yeah. <laughs> so, wait, so wait a second. I, and because this is visual, um, so Tim said, never give him that much time on the mic, spelling uh, Mike, M-I-K-E, like Mike, Mike, and not like microphone <laughs> Mike. So you should never give... Devin that much time on Mike, which sounds a little bit different in context when you think about it how it's read. That's, that's, so I don't Devin, understand why you had to make it weird, Stephen? Devin, no, <laughs> I didn't make it weird. I mean, that's like weird. that's what he's like at the top of the show notes. He's like, Stephen, remember, make the show weird. Um, but <laughs> do whatever you can to make it weird. I didn't make it weird. Tim made it weird. I just had to point it out that Tim made it weird. <laughs> uh -huh. Sure, sure. Tim, welcome in. We miss you, bud. But uh, no, I mean, we've been having fun with that and. Uh, it, I just enjoyed it a lot. We put a couple skulls on. It's pretty fun to do. And um, yeah, I started playing Battletoads earlier today because they put it out early. 
So that was it's pretty fun. My kids but, and I were playing it for like an hour. But also, Devin, I have questions, um, like comments on your Halo thing. Like playing on Legendary with four people isn't that difficult. So it actually makes it more fun because if you were to play normal with four people, then it would just be like way too easy. Just mopping it up. Yeah. yeah. So with four people, it's actually like, okay, this isn't too bad. So my question for you was after going through these, like, have you changed your rankings of which um, campaigns you prefer? Has it like changed any of those rankings around or is it still like Halo 3 campaign is the your favorite? What? <laughs> now, Halo Three was never my favorite, but um, which one's your favorite? Steven's making up lies there. I can afford uh, Halo Three. <laughs> no, uh, for me, like Halo Z was my favorite since that's you know what really got me started. Halo Two was alright. I didn't like playing as the Arbiter. I still don't like playing as the Arbiter. Um, which I mean, I don't mind if it was a whole separate game. I think that'd be really cool if they had an entire Halo game that was about you know the Arbiters or Sangeli or even the Covenant. I mean, that would. But as long as it's separate from the mainline Halos, which is the Master Chief, right? And so, Spiff specifically says that, hey, you're not playing as Chief in this game. Yeah. Because you can go into that, just like going into a Halo Wars game or like Halo 3 ODST, you know, even Halo Reach. Uh, those, you know, you kind of knew ahead of time. Well, Reach, you didn't until they finally announced it. Finally, they dropped the bomb there and let you know, hey, you're doing Spartan 3s. You're not playing as the Chief. You're not actually following book canon, you know, because Bungie's like, we're going to ignore that because Microsoft wrote that and we hate Microsoft right now. So, um, what do you mean Microsoft wrote that? Well, they are the ones who got that to be written, right? Uh, It had nothing to do with Bungie. So, the Fall of Reach had nothing to do with Bungie? Yeah, the first couple books had nothing to do with Bungie. Seriously? And so, yeah. No Microsoft idea. was expanding on the IP because like that was when like they had books for like the Crimson Skies. They had books for um, shoot, what was that game with the dinosaurs? Turok. Um, no, no, not Turok. It would have Animal been Crisis or something like that. I don't know. So like a bunch of their launch games, they had books. It was kind of like their push to expand their IP since it was their first console, and they were trying to make their IPs larger. And so they had books written and it, they didn't really have much, Bungie didn't have much input. And so honestly like that, you know, Halo, after Halo 3, they did Reach and then Halo 3 ODST. And during Halo 3, they had already were like, we're leaving Microsoft and we have to make three more games. And so we're going to do Halo Reach, but we're going to do a whole new story. So, you know, kind of screw you, Microsoft, and what you put out there. But Yeah, I mean, during during development of Halo 3, they already, they already had plans to make Destiny. There's still that yep. old uh, that old teaser of of the Traveler in that uh, in Halo 3, which was pretty interesting. So, huh. Yeah. So, you, so has it changed then? Your favorite? Oh, hit the microphone. No, I mean, I had, I've had, uh, like, we just barely finished uh, ODST, so I definitely had more fun playing through that. Um, I actually kind of want to go back through and find more of the secrets in there because there's lots of... Um, you know, audio files that you can collect as you're going through. Um, it's also funny, I, the things that you remember when you're playing it, like I remember I really didn't like the, the weapons and how you felt a whole lot weaker. Obviously, you're not Spartans, but weapons I don't think should feel weaker when they're the same weapons. Same weapons. But, um, you know, but we had that discussion on the Discord. Um, but... No, it was a lot of fun playing through it. I also remember being frustrated. It's like, why do these ODSTs have night vision all the time? And I don't have that as a Spartan when I'm way better as a Spartan. You know, just different things. Um, I do like, you know, the new update they're coming out with the Master Chief Collection. They're putting 
Halo 3 ODST weapons into Halo 3. So you can have those weapons in there and you can also include those in and everything else. So yeah, they're doing lots of cool things. Michael says in chat, doesn't Halo have Easter eggs which took people years to find? There was one, I think, I believe it was in Halo 3 that they had to wait for like widescreen support in order to find like a hidden name that um, someone put on the side of a Halo, if I'm remembering that correctly. There was something recently yeah. where they found like an Easter egg like that. But yeah, there are things that, are, that were in there for a long time. Like the Halo 3 thing um, where they had the poster of the Traveler, like no one knew what that was. Until like yeah. Destiny stuff started coming out, so I mean it was like, oh crap! That's what it, is. it was there. The Devin, were you time. ever the first one to find an Easter egg? Um, I don't know. I mean, I I did find one for Goldeneye. Yeah, on Nintendo sixty four. Confirmed. Actually, uh, well, I sent it into Rare. They didn't send me send anything back, but it was in the game. Uh, so you could put in um. They, they, I mean, it's confirmed where they have button combos to open up different cheats that aren't on the cheat menu. And uh, I made it so, like, you have paintball mode in GoldenEye, but I made it so where the paintball shows up in rectangles and, and stripes, not like the regular, you know, splatter explosions. Splatters. And it was really crazy. And I was like, what the heck is wrong with this? Like, I was just screwing around in the cheat menu, just moving around, pushing buttons. I didn't even know at the time that that was a, a thing. And I just turned on a couple cheats. And then when I was playing, I was like, what is wrong with these paintballs? So I took a picture of the TV with the Polaroid camera. <laughs> and I mailed it to him, but never got anything in return. But, so you didn't think your system was just tweaking? Like, no, but, that, I mean, and I, I just more forgot like all about that until, you know, <laughs> like 10 years later when they put published a whole bunch of them where you can put in the, nice. the combinations to unlock extra cheats that aren't on the, on, you know, the cheat menu. So yeah. nice. And hopefully there's more in Halo Infinite when they um actually finish the game that there's a lot of hidden stuff in there. So yes, Devin is an OG Polaroid hipster, that's for sure. All right, Devin, thank you very much. <laughs> um, we'll talk we'll talk more about um Battletoads later on when we talk about the news. Mike, what have you been up to? Yeah. So I have been playing Horizon Zero Dawn. Dun dun dun. You've been playing a video game? <laughs> yeah, right. Just this one. Picks or didn't happen. I did download Tetris the other day. Um, on your phone? I did, actually. But it's it was like this Tetris version was um, kind of like oh, um, it's HQ, like the HQ trivia. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, where it's like live or whatever. So Tell I'm me like, about it. But I, didn't, but I didn't play live. I, uh, I, just played, I just played the solo mode because Tetris, I mean, it's simple. I was playing while, while my youngest daughter was on one of her school calls. And so I was just kind of helping her out. So I was just playing that while she your was doing daughter, her daughter. Your youngest daughter. I was daughter helping her out call. by playing. T- my, my youngest daughter is pre-K. What? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, the sentence you just said, all right, that your, your youngest, youngest daughter, daughter. You have more than one daughter that we don't that, know about. In in your pre-K youngest daughter had to be on a Zoom meeting, which implies that she knows how to use Zoom, which implies that she knows how to like use email and log into these things. And that's just like, okay, your four-year-old is like, oh, I've got my own email account, Dad. I'll handle this. Uh, so so obviously she doesn't she didn't log in. I logged in for her. I have all I have all her credentials. Did, you have, and... did she have to sign in initial waivers? Yeah. No, did I did. Sign at EUA. Right? The the user the user agreement. Yeah. Um, no, Those but yeah, so she's dumb. on. She was on with her teacher, and she was just having a ball, and it was awesome to see her interact in a super cool way, and it was super cute. So, 
Cool. Tell so me anyway, about Horizon. So, so I've been playing Horizon and it's, you know, after you go through the initial tutorial and you get your wooden earpiece and your wooden javelin and your wooden gun and everything starts out. Wooden you know, javelin. Right. <laughs> everything starts out basic, right? So you go You're through so and you learn all these things. You start collecting all these audio files and you start collecting all these collectibles and, you know, that you learn the buttons and you go through and then the story progresses and you finally get to use a bow and you're like, oh, that's it. Right. So I've actually I've actually been enjoying it so far. Um, I am not very far into the story. I am I am doing a lot of hunting and doing a lot of collecting 10 minutes and- in. Um, <laughs> no, I'm more, than, I'm more than ten minutes in. I haven't played very much, you guys. But... <laughs> I'm more than ten minutes in. I'm I'm probably three hours in. Um, Thirteen minutes in. Right. I've I've played for three hours. I'm not three hours deep into the campaign. Um, trying to learn the crafting system and trying to learn the modification system. You know how to min max, how to find out what is better. What do all these things mean? And it's kind of tough because um, it's almost. We talked about it a lot when we were talking about Anthem. Um, you know, too many things, almost too many numbers to keep track of. So you don't really know which way to go or, or how to do or what to do it. But it's fine. I did find one little bug. One of my characters was all, um, you guys remember Max Hedrome yeah. from, yeah. So one of the characters who was giving me a quest, his body was doing that where it was like all geeking out. It was kind of funny. Um, so, pulls, yeah. it pulls you out of the story a little bit because um, I don't like, think it's supposed to here? be there but it's fun the character models are cool the creatures are neat um, I'm enjoying it and I'm excited to keep going with it it's going to be fun um, I just got the spear does it make you want to get a PS5 to play the next one that's what I want to know no okay no <laughs> thought never crossed my mind didn't know the next one was going to be on PS5. Not surprised. <laughs> what? There's a next one? We did a show and there's a next one? I just started this one. How can there be a next one? Right. You're on to the next thing. No, I got to finish this one first. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe the, so far so far the uh the main protagonist is not does not like draw me to care about her story yet um so we'll see if that changes and maybe maybe it'll want me to get a ps5 but i'm gonna go ahead and say doubt it so sj says the best weapons from the hunting ground trial so if you there's a pro tip for you mike if you want to get the best weapon the best bow and arrow you got to go to the hunting ground trial so see and i didn't even know you could get different bows i thought you were stuck with the same one so that's awesome i'm gonna take it i'm not that far in devin chill out have you played it at all no only one bow, huh? Is this your first video game? No. <laughs> anyway. Michael anyway. Says, you need some aloe vera because you just got burned. <laughs> what did Michael say? Michael says um, that will change as you go through the story. You find out what happened. So referring cool. to you not being attached to Aloy. So, yeah, Aloy, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to figure it out. I'm excited to figure it out. So uh, granted, the game's three years old, but we didn't play it back then. So Aloy, you know, is kind of a play on like alloy. And an alloy is like, you know, two metals being fused together to form a stronger metal. So guessing there's going to be something like that involved in the story. All right. So a couple yeah, of things that you, I've... You pulled that out of that one name. You didn't do any type of Reddit or Google or Discord to figure no, that like, out. You were <laughs> we like, oh, that's got to be alloy. That's got to be alloy. And alloys are, of course, two metals that are fused together. To make something stronger, obviously. He's pretty big into forging. And, yeah, maybe uh, you yeah. should jump off. Devin and, and I'll finish this off. Devin and I'll finish this off. 
like we work in metallurgy. Like we we took tests based on metallurgy and learning about different metals and how you it's know true. RT rays will affect them. So you can you can here take a random take a random audio cue. Yes, a bathroom. So there you go. Mike. You have some bathroom for you. All right. So I've also been playing through Horizon. I've been enjoying it. I'm about 17 hours through it. Oh, um, I'm done. Okay, that's cool. Um, are you not done? I'm drinking the soda. Yeah, so you're done. All right, so I've been playing through it also. I've been enjoying it. Um, I am Did trying... you know that Alloy is a is a play on her name? Did you know that? I did. He's not going to give that a <laughs> got something in my eye. I don't it's know probably it your is. finger. It's probably an Alloy. <laughs> it's probably an Alloy, and it's two metals. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I apologize. You can let, you can I apologize. Up here. I'm sure you will. Uh, Keep going. So I don't know Keep what going. I was talking about. Um, we'll let Mike go ahead and uh, finish that up. So yeah, so I'm also playing through the game. I'm having a good time. Um, I'm trying to finish it up. I don't think I will before the next Control DLC comes out, and that's next week on the 27th. So I don't think I'll have time to finish it up because Horizon Zero Dawn is pretty long, so I haven't decided if I want to hold off on the control dlc or if i should just like stop finish the dlc because the dlc is only going to be like five or six hours that's pretty much how long the other dlc was so i don't know stop picking up sticks you know you can get through this game faster the the problem is and i've been talking with kags a lot because he's like played the game like four times through like in order to get all the upgrades you really have to like hunt and gather like insane like that's so far for me that's the worst part of the game picking up the sticks, hunting all the animals in that first area because it's like, I need to upgrade this stuff. I don't want to like slowly do it because eventually you're going to get to a point where you're like, oh man, I wish I had more arrows. So I'm like, I should do it now. And then if I get it done in the beginning of the game, I don't have to worry about it later. So, so every you're going to be OP for the majority of the game. And, and I hope so. I would rather be OP for the majority of the game and just get through it. Also, I could probably just like lower the difficulty if all I wanted to do was get through the story, right? I could just put it on story mode, and I could just go through it that way. I, I do enjoy the combat. I think the combat's pretty fun because, like Mike said, the creatures are really cool. I love. I really like the robot dinosaur creature design. That's super cool. Um, really enjoying that. I think that's like, like I said last time, it's like one of the things that, like, it's it's scratching an anthem itch for me because i think the character design is like if if you took some of these and put them like an anthem with a couple of tweaks i'd be like okay this could probably go here this is like some weird creature that could have been created by the anthem of creation right um so i'm really enjoying it but i don't i don't know what i'm going to do when control comes out because that comes out next week so um and i really want to like like I made a video for the last um, for the last control, like unlocking like that hidden cosmetic in that one. So I want to do that again, but I'm like, man, should, is that the only reason I want to jump on it early, or should I finish Horizon Zero Dawn first? So, um, SJ says, which robot dino is your favorite and least favorite to fight against? So so far, my fave, I really like the Sawtooths. I think they're really cool. I enjoy fighting against them. They're pretty interesting. I do not like fighting against the uh, shoot. They're the little one. They're the like the little dog ones that have the drill bits on their head. Just because I don't like that they can just like stop and shoot at you. I don't think that's very interesting. So um, yeah, the sawtooths are super cool. But also, I haven't come across a lot of them because for that 17 hours, I just barely got out of the starting area. So I've been doing like all the side wow, quests. Man. Trying to pick up all this stuff. Did you get lost? <laughs> no, I didn't get lost. It's like really like the hunting, gathering, and doing all the side quests takes up a lot of time. 
because there's a lot of stuff in there. It's a very big open world. And at some point you're just like, uh, all right, maybe I should just go do the side quest and come back and do this stuff later just because there is so much to do there. Um, like, like once you get that map open and you see how many things are on there, you're just like, you know, maybe we don't need all this open world stuff. Maybe our games don't need to be 60 <laughs> hours big. long. Like, and this is something that we've, we've talked about a bunch. Like, why don't just tell your story? Like one of the things that I'll always love about Halo is that those games are 10 hours long. There's 10 levels, about an hour long each. That's it. Not Here's anymore. your story. <laughs> and cause, like, who knows how long Halo Infinite's going to be? I can only imagine that it's either going to get longer or shorter with the delay. But like, sometimes, like, and, and that's also one of the things that I really like about Control. It's a short story. Like, there are side objectives that you can do, but there's not like, hey, go over here and collect all the notebooks. I mean, there's those collections you can do. But that doesn't add to like your inventory for um, for Jesse Faden, right? It's something that you can just like, hey, I can go through the story. If I want to go to the side, I can do that. And and I also get that well, some you, of the stuff you have to collect to upgrade your weapons and everything else, your abilities. Um, yeah, but for the most part, like you don't really need those abilities in order to progress through the game. I know a lot of people complain that you do, but I I just like. I did not min-max my mods in control in order to beat the game. I don't know if you did, Devin. No, I always was just like, oh, I can make a new one. Let me see if I can level this up. Okay. Yeah, it, like in that game, there... it's, it's super optional to like even interact with the mod system. Like The mod system seems like it was tacked on as an afterthought. Like, hey, we're pretty far in development. We can add this in just, you know, maybe to use it more in the future. Like, there are some cool mods, but it's definitely not something that you have to have in order to beat that game. Yeah. Like, in Horizon Zero Dawn, I think you definitely need to upgrade from 10 arrows to, like, 50 arrows in order to, yeah. you know, solve some of those combat encounters. Which is fine. I mean, it's yeah. two different approaches. I, I really like both games. I'm, like, struggling to figure out, like, which game I like, like more. No, I'm not. I like Control more. But Horizon Zero Dawn. <laughs> but that's not to say that I don't like Horizon. I, I am really enjoying my, my time with the Horizon, and I'm excited to like continue the story because I spent that first amount of time, and I'm like, I'm just barely in the beginning of the story. I'm just like, we still think that you know it's five years past, and you know we're not going to go fight Thanos um, if you're thinking about it in Avengers. <laughs> so. Anyway, so that's that's what I've been playing. I was going to rant about a couple things, but I think I like talked a lot, so I don't think I really need to rant about the stuff that I was going to rant about. I, I will say this. If you have kids in baseball and you have a coach that's a jerk that is not allowing your kids to have fun in baseball, like fire that coach or just move your kid out, all right? Like adults that need to yell at ten year olds. We get it. You don't like Mike. It's fine. You don't. I mean, no. So you this story actually comes from comes from my kiddo who is who is playing baseball right now. Yeah. And 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 it thankfully it wasn't his team. It was the, the team that we were playing, and they didn't have a coach. They had a yeller in the dugout who just yelled at the kids, reminded them of what they were doing wrong, told them that everything they did was terrible. At one point, took his hat off, threw it on the ground, and stomped on it, right? So this is an adult in front of – and the team that they're on is a U9 team. So a bunch kids. of 9 and 8-year-olds, right? And he's just – hopes and dreams are being crushed by his – Well, you team. know what? His hopes and dreams are being crushed. The kids are like, I just want to be with my friends and throw a baseball around. And, you know, and it's just frustrating because, um, I mean, coaching is my profession. It's what I do. 
and I think I'm pretty good at it. And, and I would never do that to a kid because I know what it can do to them. And it's just ridiculous that, that that happens and, and no one says anything. Maybe that's the biggest thing. Cause I know that it happens, but nobody says anything about it and calls him on it. I mean, cause we, he's, we he totally should be called stands. on it. I mean, we, we said well, a lot from the stands. Well, there should be, there should be a YouTube video about us talking to this guy and just giving this guy the business. <laughs> oh, right? we want to be on TikTok? Well, no, not that. But, but man, stuff like that shouldn't be allowed. And it's not just baseball. It's any youth sports. Um, and it's just in life in general, like that attitude, right? So be good to people. If, you're, if your kiddo is in, is in a situation like that, get him out, fire the coach move him you know it's just yeah sj says what's that ninja quote about perfecting an art so maybe this coach was right maybe this coach is like we're gonna we're here to win and if we don't win then what are we even trying here yeah so maybe that maybe he just really likes watching ninja all right so let's go ahead and dive into (laughs) it you know what i would say to that coach this is what i would say to that coach that's what i would say (laughs) that's what ash would say to the coach all right guys let's try let's dive into the news here all right I got to talk to you about something. All right. News stuff going on here. Katie T says Half-Life. Is there Half-Life news? Is there always is like Half-Life 3 confirmed? I'm not sure. I haven't heard if there's any Half-Life news. Um, I didn't have anything in the document anyway, if there is any Half-Life news. But the first thing I put it at the bottom. You did put it at the bottom? No. All right, we'll we'll find out if there's Half Life news. Put other things at the or bottom. Or maybe of the maybe Katie's like trolling us. Like Half Life Three confirmed. Devin Ghost of Tsushima gets another gets online multiplayer later this year. So mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure you were excited about that, right? Yeah, I mean it looks cool. I only have uh, one friend on PlayStation, so you only have one friend. Oh, that's, that's right. Does that mean does that mean one of us isn't your friend? <laughs> Neither one of you are my friends on PlayStation, <laughs> so. <laughs> or in life, I mean, just, just had to. Oh wait, you know, no, the, I have you, three friends. You walked in at us when Steve and I were talking about an idea for a show, and we're like, I guess we got to include him now. <laughs> Whatever you called me. Right. <laughs> uh, I think if anybody texts more, it's you know not you, but no. <laughs> Weird tangent. We'll get a new co-op <laughs> multiplayer mode later this year. One that expands the lore of the PlayStation 4 action-adventure set in feudal Sorry. Japan. Ghost of Tsushima Legends, as the mode is called, will be free download for all who have the game. Bonus. It's a separate mode that doesn't follow Jin or the companions from his journey, said Darren Bridges, a designer with Sucker Punch. But instead focuses on four warriors who have been built up as legends and stories told by the people of Tsushima. So this is actually pretty cool. I I was not expecting this game to for like its first update to get multiplayer. Like that's not something I was even. Yeah, man, it seems like a pretty big feature that they probably just didn't have enough time to get done before launch. So, um, I'm a, I'm interested to see more about it. It's two to four players, and um, you know, there's more players than than I have, uh, but. <laughs> But I mean, I want. I mean, you can probably find people online that are playing that you could just jump in with. Yeah, maybe. I don't know what kind of match we're gonna have. Yeah, just jump in with people. Like that's not weird at all. How? Why would that be that's weird? What most matchmaking is. <laughs> I'm just. 
That's how you make new friends, Mike. You just have to be nice to people. <laughs> That's how you have more than one friend. You, ye- you yell yeah. at their 10-year-olds when they drop a ball. That's what you have to do. <laughs> what are you doing? Rope, oh, we, we practiced this. The Wait, double no, play you ball. Did it. You didn't practice You're that. You're 10. The, the ball's bigger than your hand. Why can't you throw it on time? Yeah. I know. It's going to be pretty good for a lot of people. It'll be it'll be interesting to see how it runs um, on the system. So, Yeah, that'll be in pretty cool. All right, so congratulations to everyone that is playing Ghost. Um, you're going to get more chance to play Ghost, and that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, Devin, Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yes. What the freak is going on with Microsoft Flight Simulator? Because Microsoft Flight Simulator was not supposed to be something that everyone in the world was going to be so interested in. Yeah, no, I mean, it's pretty awesome. It's, it uses a lot of artificial intelligence, uses the power of the cloud. Ooh, All these years in the making. In the cloud. Wait a minute. They, yeah, flight, flight simulator, power of the clouds. The clouds. Is that hitting it a little um, bit on the nose? Yeah, well, the it nose. uses the Azure cloud, and with AI, makes the game look real nice. But uh, even on, you know, so I was playing last night because it went live uh, two days ago, Monday, I think. I think Monday, yeah. And, or Monday or Tuesday, one of the two. But I was I played it for over an hour, and I'm just flying around like I don't even know. I I was just doing stupid things, and I, afterwards I was like, I should probably go through the tutorial because it would probably be a lot easier if I went through the tutorial <laughs> instead of just like, all right, what does this button do? I don't understand. Let me just crash into the ground. Nice. Um, but no, it's cool because you can pick anywhere in the world. And so I was flying around our town, and then so next time because I want to play it some more, but I want to go like they did this cool thing where they show you all these places of beautiful beaches and everything else. The game looks amazing, um, but I was like, I want to see what North Korea looks like, right? Nice, because they do the whole whole world. And you can just pick any plane you want and fly. You can uh-huh. start yeah. anywhere. You don't even have to fly. Start from an airport, anything. And you can just fly. And they, I mean, they use the Google Maps or Bing Maps or whoever's maps they're getting the data from, and they're <laughs> extrapolating that with AI. You know. Microsoft is using Google's maps. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> uh, they might even be using Apple's maps. Oh, well, probably not Apple's maps. <laughs> <laughs> probably not. But uh, no, I mean, it's a lot of fun. You're just cre- it's just something that um, you know you you can sit back and do. You can put it, everything on easy. Or you can make it as hard as you want. I put everything on easy, and I could just play with the controller, sitting there just flying, you know, and just having a good time. And you can choose from a lot of different planes, go to a lot of cool different places. So finish just, your North Korea story. No, I mean that's. I just want to fly over it. And, Did you? You know, no, I haven't yet. That's the next place I want to go. Like, I, I go, imagine oh. it's all gonna just be blacked out. There's gonna be nothing. Yeah, or you automatically Or you get shot down. Yeah, Michael no, says but you one get of the, shot down. <laughs> no, one of the cool features though in this game is you can turn on the live weather, so they they actually use current weather from radar stations and put it into the game. That's so cool. When there is <clears throat> hurricanes or whatever else going on, you can go fly to that area and turn on the real time weather, and it'll show you, and you can fly through it and check it out. And so I was like, that's pretty awesome. I mean, you can also change the weather to whatever you want at any time of the year, um, but. So, like, when I was flying over our town and I checked the weather, hey, just got what it is here. It was a lot of fun. So, uh, what's the uh, what's the flight simulator draw? Why why flight simulators? 
just i mean is it a hobby a lot of people for like actual it. pilots is it i mean you can train because a... you can make it i mean people have actually downloaded you know some of people online reviewers and stuff they're like this is the first game i've ever played where i downloaded a pdf for a uh, actual piece of equipment that's in the game because you can make it that complicated like you can actually learn how to fly that actual plane with all the correct sequences by doing all that stuff because you can put it on the hardest difficulty, which is like real life. You know, you have to do everything correctly or you crash and burn. Um, or you can put on easy and push A to, you know, go faster. <laughs> push A to so, fly. So again, just, just to kind of, you know, just take this like, like what, why? I'm, so cause I'm thinking to myself, do this. You just, no, I understand, but I'm thinking to myself and... at, at what point do I, do I somehow attach this to a drone and fly it all around the world with, you know, or so fly like an unmanned plane? And so they're like, a hobbyist. Like what is the end game? They're a hobbyist that this is like, this is the game that they do. Just like there's like people that they set up their rig to do racing games. They get their steering right. wheel, their pedals. They'll do that for this game and they'll just fly. Like a, a while ago, I forget when what we were doing, but Devin and I were like talking and I like found myself on YouTube about this group of people that Flight Simulator is the game that they play and they role play it. Yeah. So they get together. They role play 100%. Yeah. They get together. They do their checkoffs. Their, they do their flight checks and their system checks and they take off one after another and then they just fly somewhere. And it's very much That's like cool. they're not like trying to do barrel rolls or like any kind of maneuvers. They just they fly in a straight line from airport to airport. They talk to each other. They go through the calls. They talk about wind speed and all that stuff. And they just that is what they do. And there was like hundreds of thousands of views on these videos. So yeah. people are doing <laughs> it. People is are it, consuming um, it. Is it real time? So the the flight from yes, yeah, it can from our place. Yep. It can be real time, so you, yeah. you could take a an eight hour cross country mm-hmm. flight. And in a like little... some of the things, like you could start the flight and you set it to auto when you're going, and you're like, "All right, I'll be back." And you come back later, and it's still just cruising. Yeah, and it's just cruising. It's just... Yeah, I wonder if it's like mining Bitcoin in the background while you're doing that. But yeah, so it is. A... <laughs> but also, like like Devin was saying, people learn how to fly on this. Like Tim says, the Air Force just. Um, we increase simulator time and decrease actual seat time to reduce training costs on their Jayhawk fighter trainer. So there oh, are wow. simulators like, and this might not. Can be you do exact... fighter? Can you do like fighter fighter planes? And I don't stuff think they have this? any fighter planes in this one. They I have other simulator games that focus that extensively that? on you know jets. What about helicopters in this one? I don't. No I haven't seen any helicopters, just airplanes right now. But also, like DLC hmm. is something that they could easily do in the future. That yeah. would. Oh be... yeah, right. By the by, the F sixteen, you know, like like that would be. And then shoot down yeah, all the other people that you see. And then shoot so, down all the other. Well, it I would mean, come they do have the controversy maybe. right now. Like, if you buy the deluxe version, you get higher detailed models of like thirty two airports. Right. So, I mean, right. they, they put the time into making these more detailed models. And if you want to mm-hmm. see that, you can buy the deluxe version. If you don't care about that, they have the regular ones that they built up, you know, with base stuff and then also that the AI put together. And so you can go to those airports because there's some airports that they have in there that are that they did in the base game. But if you buy the deluxe version and some people are complaining about that, um, they're like, oh, I have to pay to have a better graphics version or whatever. It's like, it takes some time and money to make that. So, I mean, yeah, they're, <laughs> they they got to make yeah. that money back. But it's also the same. Another controversy they had 
was so to fully install the game, you have to be in the game, right? Yeah, to launcher. fully install the game, you have to be in yeah. the game. So, yeah, so, so they the give you a little is, bit. Yeah. yeah. So first, Exonus eighty eighty nine says everyone is either playing the new Microsoft Flight Sim or talking about playing it. That's true. Um, I think it's. I mean, it's been getting like crazy good scores across the boards, which is really surprising for a simulator. IGN gave it a ten out of ten. Everyone else, it's like very high score. So Mule, hey, how's it going? Um, thanks for hanging out. What's happening? Appreciate it. So the the problem with Steam when Steam has you install the launcher what? from Microsoft Simulator, bless you, Mike. Um, that they have a two hour refund time, but it takes more than two hours. Um, for it to for it to download because it's like a hundred it's like a billion gigs it's like a hundred it's ninety three gigs it's one hundred and thirty nine no it's it's a hundred and fifty two when I downloaded it yesterday or whenever it was it was ninety three gigs that I had to download it's well, that was the fifty two point four gigs yeah you downloaded the day one patch which was ninety three gigs anyway it takes so then over pre install yeah it takes over two hours for it to download which kills like if you were to get a refund on steam you wouldn't be able to do that i'm guessing that's probably something that they'll fix or something that they'll that they'll take care of that's i mean that's something steam could fix and increase the time for that i mean it was interesting like when installing that patch it's running the game and it was using like 50 percent of my cpu and 50 percent of my gpu the whole time while i was installing wow so See, it's it's mining like, Bitcoin really on the weird. back end or something. So, <laughs> so old man fear says U.S. government would regulate real world fighters, real world flight sims due to actual terrorist threat level, which makes sense. So you can't like learn how to fly an F sixteen on Microsoft Flight Simulator because then someone could go well, see an F sixteen. And that's the direction I was going with it. Like, like what are we? What's what's going on here? But but yeah. Anyway, I mean, it's it's anyway. a lot of fun. It's super chill, and you can play with your friends. And you can even, if you look on the map, you can see where other players are flying, and you can start by them and fly with them, you know, talk to them. Crash into to, them. I need to, I need to fly I back think... down to <laughs> Argentina, so. We'll yeah, I mean, it it's cool. It. You can just fly somewhere and check it out. I mean, it's cooler than just looking at it on the map, you know. I don't know. I think that's kind of the draw. It's like, yeah, I can look at this country on um, on a map application. But... Because I haven't been outside for six months. I just want to fly there, okay? <laughs> I mean, I can only oh, look at this man. so many times on the sky. <laughs> you're going nice. to be put on a list after tonight. All right. I'm um, already on a list. You're already on a I list. Tell you, so I had – did I tell you about this last week? No. Uh, for what no. I do for work, they – I have – I'm on – so the government's uh, – Anti-terrorist list? Me, basically. Yeah. You're on a watch um, list. Well, I'm on watch list, but not because of anything bad, but because of my work and due to the nature of what I do and what I deal with. Um, when, for to use my computer, it's, <laughs> I have to agree to this. It says um, I have to agree to be monitored, one. It says, number two, expect zero privacy. <laughs> and and, and uh, number three, um, what else did it say? The third thing, it was really funny. Um, <clears throat> but I was like, oh. It was they just added those things this year because like the other one was like, oh, you know, agree to be monitored. But then the second one, they they just put the new one in was expect zero privacy on this computer. I think you you're confusing the government with Apple, Devin. Did you sign a, like an Apple yeah. waiver? Is that no, what no, you were no, doing? No, no. no it was Apple? the government. <laughs> no, nah. it might have been Apple. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I don't read Apple's agreements. I just click accept. You know, oh, yeah. like I'm yeah, on yeah. it was so it was Apple. Accept. <laughs> no, but it was just really funny because I was like, oh, okay. And, but then they added a few more things. I was paying more attention to it, 
through the other slides that I have to go through and agree and read through. And uh, I was like, huh, okay. So now I can't use wireless anymore. Um, okay. <laughs> so I had to like rearrange my office because we only had wireless in our office because there was no point for it before. But now whenever I have to use that work computer, like that's why I don't bring it home anymore or anything uh, because I don't want to connect it to my network anymore after I agreed to be monitored 100% of the time on that computer. So <laughs> there you go. Um, all right. It was fun. And I'm I'm laughing, man. Like it was super funny. You know what I say to that, Devin? Human after all, I'm only human <laughs> after all. Don't put your blame on me. Thanks, Mike, for that uh, little piece of history please, that we got please there. Don't ever. Don't I should ever actually. Do that again. I should see if I can call it back up again. Let's see. Let's try this. Yes. Let's let's start. Bathroom. No, nope, that's the bathroom clip. We just lost all eight of our uh, listeners by playing that clip. All right, so Marvel yeah. Avengers, there have been... They, you just been, lost me, too. Mike's gone. We They did some data mining on Marvel's Avengers. Um, this is something that's been going around. The beta's been out. It's been very mixed on what people think about Marvel's Avengers. I have not been mixed. So I continue to hold my stance that I'll probably just not play that game. But Avengers there's been... Cosplay. Yeah, Avengers cosplay. That's rude, Devin. That's rude. All right. That was Digital Foundry. It was hilarious. Avengers cosplay. That's hilarious. Come on. All right. 15 unannounced characters have reportedly been data mined from the beta. All right. So, Mike, if you were going to make name all the Avengers, Michael, name all the Avengers. If you were going to. All the Avengers. Are you ready? Oh, sure. Go for it. Iron, Iron Man, Captain America, Thor. Captain Hook. Black Widow. Captain Hook. Hawkeye. Shut up, Hulk. Devin. Right? So those are the first Avengers, right? Well, those aren't the first Avengers, but those are the current Avengers. Do you want Avengers me to name all the MCU, the MCU characters? No. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to tell you who, they, who they've added in here, right? All right. So they've data mined that Ant-Man will be in the game. The Wasp will be in the game. Uh, Vision will be in the game. Black Panther. Doctor Strange. Falcon. Marvel. Mockingbird. Quake. Winter Soldier. Scarlet Witch. Captain Marvel. Kate Bishop, She-Hulk, and War Machine will all be added into Marvel's Avengers sometime in the future. We know that Hawkeye will be the first person added. We know that Spider-Man will be added if you have a PlayStation. And yeah, so um, the current theory is that a lot of these are just going to be reskins of current characters. They're not going to be like completely new characters with brand new movesets. They'll just kind of be like, hey, um, Captain Marvel is probably going to play very similar to Iron Man because she can fly around and shoot stuff from her hands. Um, Black Panther is probably going to play very similar to um, Black Widow because they both have black in their name, and that makes sense. Falcon will probably be, you know, <laughs> so. But, that... Well, but, but you 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 keep going down there, but like Ant Man has to have his own because he his his abilities are unique, right? So Ant Man will probably Even be how... like no, Ant Man will probably be like um, Kamala Khan because she can embiggen, and he'll be able to embiggen also. So he'll probably have similar abilities to her. Falcon will probably have... Hmm. So this this is the rumor, right? This has all been data mined, and these are the things that are going to be coming to the game. So if that changes people's mind of whether you want to buy the game or whether you don't want to buy the game, just have that information out there. I think it's interesting that they had Quake in here. Quake has notoriously been absent from the MCU, um, from the films anyway. She's been over in the... Uh, the shield tv series which um just recently wrapped up actually i like fell off of agents of shield like around season four because i thought it took some weird turns but yeah she's going to be in the game so i guess if you are into marvel's avengers congratulations you will have lots of content to play through over and over again and lots punch of cosplay those, content to play you'll be able to punch punch those robots many different ways so we know where Devin stands on that 
So, all the ways. All, always. That's like you'll always stand all there. All the ways. I mean, are you like even the least bit interested, or no? No, not really. I mean, are you a fake gamer? Know. Probably. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Speaking of fake gamers, so Deathloop has been delayed to quarter two of 2021. This was the game that was showed off during the shown off during the PlayStation event, where you pl- you you have a goal to survive while the world is trying to kill you. If you die, you just come back. There's also it was unclear if it's an ag- another actual player that can join in and try to kill you also, or if it was controlled by an NPC, or if there's options for both of those things to happen. So it is being delayed till 2021. Lots of games being delayed. There's been like for some reason today, like everyone was trying to get people to believe that Cyberpunk had been delayed again because there was like weird rumors <laughs> going around that Cyberpunk was going to get delayed. Like if it did, I wouldn't be like too surprised. But for some reason, like, that was a big thing today where everyone was trying to convince everyone that Cyberpunk is getting delayed. So, not sure about that. Devin, do you want to go through, like, the Nintendo Showcase? Or do you want me to go through the Nintendo Showcase? Because I know how much you love Nintendo. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> I can, we can go through that. It's totally fine. Um, so, so, we have a bunch of indie games that Nintendo showed off because they don't have any of their own games unless they're remakes. Um, wow. Um, to me. I mean, I'm just being honest. That's wow. what we have for the rest of the year for Nintendo. I'm just putting the facts out there for Phaedron. Um, <laughs> but uh, so the first thing they showed off was Spirit Fair, which you can also get on Xbox Game Pass. Well, back up. Not the first thing they showed off. First thing they showed off was Hades. Well, all right. The first. Well, oh, yeah. It's not bold. See, that's your fault. You put it in there. You didn't bold it. So wait, wait, um, says salty. Devin is salty. Um, I, I will talk about Hades because I'm a super giant fanboy and I just want to talk about Hades. So Hades coming to the Switch is something that we talked to with Greg about when Greg was on our show, which is still like unbelievable that Greg came on our show. Like we actually had like, you know, it's Greg Kasavin on our show, right? So he came out when we were, when we awesome. were asking him about coming to Switch. He's like, yeah, we don't know. We'll try to make it to come to Switch. So it's coming to Switch. They showed it off announcing that. He knew that, it then. He just wasn't going to Oh, of course us. he did. You know what he should have told us? <laughs> Is that they had a new animated trailer on top of um, their announcement, and that animated trailer was amazing. Like it had some of the coolest animation that I've seen in a long time. Why? Because it had a super talented team that has worked on a ton of stuff that we have all seen before. I think the director was the same um, animation director for the Castlevania series on Netflix. They have a bunch of people that worked on Legend of Korra. Like super talented team that came out and like made this made this trailer and I was like, oh, that that's how you do a reveal. You do an awesome animated trailer. It gave me a lot of Naruto vibes, Devin. I'm not gonna lie. Like some of the fights, I think there was like what? some influence there or there was Oh, some... so I should check this out then. You, you haven't checked it out? Man, you should check this out. I think you will be like, This is pretty awesome. So this now that you're talking Naruto. This might actually make me buy a switch. Like, to be honest, and not not only because I'm like a fanboy and I'll just buy it anyway. But because it finally will bring cross-save to Hades. So you'll be able to cross-save between the PC and Nintendo Switch. So if you want to play on the PC, you can do that there. If you want to pick up your Switch and take it somewhere else, like if you're on the road or whatever, boom. Cross it over, play it on the Switch. And I think that's a perfect place where you could play Hades if you're not playing it on PC. You could get it on the Nintendo Switch. And you could probably just go watch that trailer over and over again and be amazed at the animation skills of that team. That put that together. I have to watch that trailer. 
It's really good. Now, for the rest of the stuff, Devin, I, I just kind of listed everything that they had. If you want to talk about each one individually, that's fine. Or if you just want to skip to the ones that are like interest you, then we can do that too. Because there's only like one or two that I was actually super interested in. Yeah, no, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, besides Spirit Fair and Subnautica, I haven't really heard of the others very much. Um, unless this is the ancient epic. Is that the one in India? Y- no, yeah, it's Indian. Yeah, inspired by Indian Raji. culture. Yep. Yeah. Um. No, I mean, Spirit Fair looks really cool. I'm, I downloaded it. I haven't. You know, I'm gonna play it once I'm done with Battletoads, and then. Um. And the big surprise was Spirit do... Fair came out today, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was available was it for download today. Yeah. It was uh, yesterday, so it was part of Game Pass, uh, for when it launched. So I downloaded it on PC and, and Xbox, but. Uh, it looked pretty cool when they showed it off uh, last year. Is that when they first showed it off, I think? Yeah, Spirit Fair is, yeah, last year. Because it was at E3 when they showed it off. But, yep. Um, Manifold Garden, I don't know anything about that, but a puzzle game looks like. Um, yeah, I don't know. Subnautica, I, I played, have you guys ever played any Subnautica before? I have played Subnautica, I yes. I played just some, you know, so I mean, it looks more like the same, just adding to it, kind of changing a few things, but it says below, it's Arctic themed, right? So it's, I don't know how much different that can be when you're in the water, but I'm, maybe I'm different actually, animals in the Arctic. I'm actually really surprised that the Switch will be able to run Subnautica. Like Subnautica had a lot of stuff going on on it. Like even on the PC version, I mean, it wasn't like super overtaxing, but I am surprised... I, I would be interested to see the comparisons between the Switch version and the PC version and what compromises they had to make to get it onto that platform. And and also, the cool thing about Subnautica is, like, I was able to play it in VR. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but to, like, shrink it down to that screen, like, I have no doubt that it'll probably work. Like, no big deal. But in my mind, it's like, I think there would need to be a little bit more real estate in order to get the full effect of Subnautica. But, hey... I'm not a big, I'm not a Switch owner, so who knows? People could, people could love Subnautica. I'm sure there's a lot of people that love playing Witcher Three on the Switch. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool games. Is it's good that there's more games coming out. They don't really have any first party new games, you know, that are coming out. There's rumors of you know new Zelda game, but um, I mean, Nintendo keeps things pretty tight tight-lipped and you know true, they, they make do. a lot of remakes and and uh, but i mean you know we've talked about that time and again we buy those like i would buy honestly if the the nintendo you know mario 64 came to the switch like a full remake of that game i would buy it you know a bunch of the mario games if they came to the switch uh i would buy another nintendo system if it was just you know a regular system that doesn't have the switch but a plastic box it just sits there so I don't have to worry about it. They had better visuals. <laughs> so let me ask you a dumb question. Like how much better visually, like graphically and horsepower would it have to be for you to buy it? Like if they just, like if they took took the portability out of the Switch and said, hey, here's a box set. I mean, would you buy that? Yeah. I mean, I probably, if it was better, I wouldn't buy it if it's the exact same because I already have a Switch that just sits in dock mode so I can play on the TV. So, um I if it was like double the power of the switch at least I would buy it you know because there's there's no reason they can't make that you know using uh, even if they want to stick with Nvidia they can still do that um, <clears throat> I don't know somewhere if it, if it was somewhere in between you know maybe even if it was like not even PS4 Pro levels 
I would still buy it then because they could do so much with Nintendo games for that. The real thing I just want is, you know, better resolution, you know, and better anti-aliasing, you know, when you're playing at at least 1080p. I think the the one thing that we've always wanted is, I believe it was like the tech demo for the Wii when Link was yep. fighting that spider in that temple mm-hmm. and it looked amazing and it was blowing everyone's minds. And you're like, oh, I can't believe it looks like this. And then none yeah. of their games have ever looked like that. Like maybe Spirit. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, maybe their games could look so much close. better. Right, they could. Right? But I mean, you can care. see the emulators on PC. I just don't want to go to the effort to do that on PC where you can make and it, you can run it in 4K and great, you know, visuals, everything else. But uh, I just want them to to make that so I can just buy the system that just does that. I mean, yeah. I enjoy Nintendo games, but at the same time, it's like it kind of looks like crap. They don't run amazing, you know. Uh, and it's only 1080p, and which would be fine, but if just give me better graphics, you know. Yeah. So. Wade in the chat says he's gonna rebuy Mass Effect when the remaster comes out. Um, it's a it's fake. It's never coming out, Wade. Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Crushing the hopes and dreams. No, I mean it would be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, you know, if and when it comes out, I don't know. I mean, will the will the old games hold up? I just don't know. Um, real quick before we get off the Nintendo thing, there is one game that I do want to talk about that was really interesting to me, and this game is called Card Shark. This is from the same developer oh. that created the mobile game Reigns. So for this game, it is very you get you get access to two cards, um, and you make decisions based on those cards. And it's very much like game development story when we talked about Fernando about his game that you you make decisions based on the options that you're given and the decisions you make will make this it'll make like um in range you're king so if you make a decision saying hey feed the peasants your happiness will go up for the peasants but then like the armies will go down and it just kind of like you have to make decisions based on that so they right. were the developers for that game they're making a game called card shark and it's a new offering from Nereal, the developer behind Swipe and Swipe to Rule hit Reigns. Okay, Swipe to Rule. I didn't know that that's what that was called. So Card Shark, as the latter is known, looks gorgeous and features quite the premise, offering up a game of real card tricks and manipulations as players attempt to fleece and cheat their way to the top of 18th century French society and it's coming to Switch and PC. So from what we've seen, gameplay is you're playing poker. You have various ways that you can cheat and if you get caught, you will get shot. And if you don't <laughs> get caught, then you work yourself up to becoming king. It has a really cool art style. Um, it looks different from a lot of the games that we've played. I, I wonder if... I know it says it's coming to Switch and PC. I wonder why they wouldn't like put this on mobile. Like Everything that we've seen seems like it would lend itself to that. Unless it's made on Unreal Engine and now they can't put anything on the iOS store. That could possibly <laughs> be it. I mean, they got till the 28th to get it out. Right? Yeah, so Card Shark, Card Shark actually looks really interesting. I really like the art style, and hopefully that'll that'll be something I'll get to play. So Wade says, there was some info, let's see, there was some legit info recently. Devin says, info but about the art Mass book? Effect. Yeah, so I mean, you could, like, the art book stuff's been around for a while, actually. For, you know, if you can see it on Amazon, it comes out next year. Um that kind of leads you to that direction. You know, there's, there's long, you know, many, many pages on forums about all these things, whether it's going to happen, whether it won't happen. Um, so I'm, I'm interested, you know, I hope there's a lot of people out there that want to play it. And EA, 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 <laughs> EA loves it. Uh, 
are always, you know, there to make the games for the players, right? <laughs> speaking of making make the, the money. games, for, speaking of making the games for the players, this is a news story about Oculus requiring a Facebook sign-in that it came out recently. So mm-hmm. the internet kind of blew up with, I can't believe you're going to make me sign into a Facebook page in order to access this stuff. Now, Oculus has been owned by Facebook for how many years now, Devin? Like three or four years now? Maybe even yeah, more than that? At it's least been a long years. time. At least three years. So if people think that Facebook doesn't already have your information, like I have a bridge <laughs> to sell you. Um, so they already have that info. Like it is going to be frustrating that eventually you will have to only log in that way or you're going to lose access to some features with your oculus stuff but that's not for two years right unless you're a brand new user it's not for two years and i really don't want people to be like well i'm not going to do that i don't want them to have my info they already have your info through oculus what it's doing is really like going to centralize where all their customer information is just unify it it's going to unify it. I'm not saying that this is good or bad. I'm just hope that people are that are freaking out understand that they already have access to your information. Mm-hmm. So to be like outraged, like I get it. Like I deleted my Facebook account. Well, I have Facebook for one reason, and that's to talk to some of my brothers, and that's it. Other than that, I will it's never. It's certainly use not it. to wish me a happy birthday again. Did that's I miss it sure. again this year? We already had this discussion. You know, oh, I thought you had another When you were like, I totally forgot it was your birthday, and I thought it was you that said happy birthday, but it turned out it was your wife and not you. So, My wife is so cool. good about Whatever. remembering everyone's birthday. You know what I said on your birthday day, Devin? This is what I said. Hey, ladies, how about we focus on getting out of here instead of slapping each other like a bunch of little kids? That's what I said on your birthday, okay? So I'll say that again now. Um, I like my random button, okay? So yeah, Oculus has your information. Like, whether you like that or not, like the thing that you can do is go delete your account and instead of using Oculus, go find somewhere else to play your VR stuff. And unfortunately, like that's not the best attitude to have either because I'm sure there are a lot of people that are like, well, I really like my Oculus and I didn't choose for Oculus to be sold to Facebook. And that sucks. And that puts you in a really tough situation. And unfortunately, I think there's a lot of situations like that that we're going to be talking about. Same thing with Epic and iOS. Life's just unfair. Well, no, it's not. But, Devin, are you crying? (laughs) You're like... So, yeah. He was. He was tearing up, man. So, that's going to happen. Um, You have two years to do it. But, like, sorry. um, Facebook already has all of our information and sold it all to North Korea. And you can't fly over North Korea in Flight Simulator because it's all blacked out and you'll get shot down. So... Anyway, Devin, <laughs> Baldur's Gate 3. Yes. Tell me about all the Baldur's, Baldur's Gate, Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, man, early access. Mike, are you at all interested in this game? Do you even know about this game? I do know about Baldur's Gate. I have never played Baldur's Gate, but I've heard his name before. I have seen – I'm pretty sure I've seen Steven we, play it. We have talked but... about it on this show before with you. I'm sure we have Listening. because there's three, <laughs> right? So Baldur's Gate. I know Baldur's Gate. That's your – so you're Baldur. And you're wandering around. Wandering around. Did you, you just call Devin bald? Gate. Like, no, dude, he's saying the no, character's bald. Right. But I am going bald. There's no doubt about it. I mean, like, why would you go there? receding hairline. Yeah, I don't understand. Because that's what I would do, Steve. That's what I would do. That's but what no, I would do. I mean, it is, it's pretty cool. It's supposed to come out this month, right? They delayed it a month for, you know, early access COVID supposed to causes come problems, right? It's early access. And they're expecting that early access to last probably about a year, right? And so when I think about that in terms of what you get in early access – um, 
it is it's like okay well how much of this can you really do because so they'll let you go they're using D D 5e right so if you don't play D D, you should uh you should it's a lot of fun right um but uh <laughs> so <laughs> they're gonna let you go get to level four right in early access um but Devin, only level four level four is quite a bit um you know, I only just got to level five in the other D and D campaign. You guys have been, been playing, playing for a year. What is wrong with you? We've been playing for over a year, and, and you were just got to level five. Oh right? my god! Um, so it is. It's pretty cool. We because you know I like to screw with the DM now that I have this cool ability at level <laughs> level five, and he really does not like it, which is my favorite. <laughs> Tim, but says, anyways, sorry. Tim says Baldur's Gate was awesome. Played it for years on PC. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, and uh, so you have what? It's about twenty hours of content. They said they give you kind of all these, you know, the stats for the encounters. There's eighty combat encounters, forty-five thousand lines of voice dialogue in those twenty hours. That's a lot of dialogue in twenty That's hours. Forty-five thousand lines. Holy crap! I mean, you got um, you have to consider some of those are like, Ugh, uh. yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Some of those uh, 596 fun. interactable characters. That's insane. It's a lot of, a characters, lot of characters to interact right? with. But I guess 146 interact, spells and actions. Interact. That's just something that you like. You know, you can touch. You can interact. You with can someone. push them out of the way. Whenever. Yeah, you can. Kill them. Uh, so they have four-player online land co-op, right? So uh, that is pretty cool. Uh, but I don't know if they're going to update it at that all. You know, when they're expecting that to go for a full year. That doesn't. I mean, maybe you can start over multiple characters and and try different paths. Um, so you have access. Yeah, you have access to five paths for early access. So you'll be able to do that over and over again. And considering, like, yeah. I mean, when you and I played Divinity, and it's going to be very similar to Divinity. There's so much that we skipped in that game, and so oh, yeah. many things that we could have done differently. So there is a lot of replayability. I'm guessing the 20 hours is just to get like, but but also if you remember when they first announced that they're making Baldur's Gate three, they said that the main campaign will only go to level 10. D and D five E rules yep. go up to level 20. So yep. I'm guessing like there's got to be DLC after this. So I think their main focus right now is just if we get the building blocks laid down, then they can do whatever they want. Because for I mean it's they. This is a team that has been doing this for a really long time. So they ha- they're they fast at making the levels. They're fast at making the quests. They're just going to be able to load tons and tons of content into this thing. Yeah. And, it, like, I, I don't know. Like, I'm excited to play. I don't know if I want to jump in on early access, though. Like, Well, I, th- I think it's fine if, like, to get early access because it's still buying you the full game, right? That's true. And you can play it. And uh, the thing that I kind of like, oh, it's only 20 hours, but at the same time, like, Oh, it's only 20 hours. You know, we put in, you know, over almost 90 90 hours, hours. 90 hours at 430 in the morning, um, (laughs) you know, day after day. I mean, you know, this could, you know, get me back up again for a couple of weeks at 430 in the morning to play with Steven. Uh, and Mike is going to join us. He's, he promised us, Pinky promised that he you was going to wake up at 430. Uh, <laughs> he's not going to, he'll never show up. But That's mean, man. <laughs> prove me wrong. Show up. I will. It's, it's on. <laughs> Michael, I'm playing right well, now. Michael, will you show I'm, up I'm, at 4 30 in the morning? I'm playing right now. This thing is awesome. Will you <laughs> join us when you as commit? We play through some Baldur's Gate. 4 30 um, in the morning. That's early. 
Yeah, I mean, it's just something you got to get used to. But um, oh, no, I mean, oh, I'm excited oh, to be able well, to there you go. play through that. Just get used you know, to it. Go to bed earlier. I don't know what you want. <laughs> just get used to it. Uh, embrace the suck. I don't know. What do you want? Embrace That's the suck. weird. That's yeah, weird. you should not embrace the suck. <laughs> That's not something that you want to go around saying that you're embracing. Wade says, 430 a.m., you are cray-cray. Wade just called you But no, I, I think that's something, you know, where we both want to play. I think playing through that first set part of early access for 20 hours would be pretty fun, checking it out. And, uh, you know. And it Maybe. comes out in September, so why not? I mean, there's nothing else coming out in September that, you know, we really need to play. But I don't know. There are a lot of a lot of other people will be playing Avengers, but. Yeah, maybe we'll just try it out. I mean, even oh, if game, just... I thought that game comes out this month. Is it next month? I'm um, pretty sure it's September. The beta mm-hmm. comes out this month. So, all right. All right, beta. let's go ahead and move on as I push this button so I can get all of our timestamps and be professional like this. Battletoads. All right, this Battle is something Toads. I've been super critical on, and this is something that Devin has been super excited about. Um, and it's been very mixed online also. So I pulled off two reviews yes. from online. Oh, it looks like Devin added in some more here. So I pulled off like mm-hmm. a high one and a low one just so that we can get a, you know, a good swing of what people are saying about the game, right? Because we like to be fair, and I'm pretty sure that I... Okay, I'll just do this. So Game Informer's Joe Juba gave it a 5 out of 10. So Joe says, The kindest thing I can say about Battletoads is this. It works. The controls are fine. I encountered no major technical issues, and an optional invincibility feature allows you to easily clear sections that are giving you too much trouble. Simply being playable from beginning to end is a tragically low bar to clear, but it's the main thing Battletoads has going for it. Otherwise, this baffling experience digs through decades of gaming history to unearth the Battletoads name only to drag it through the mud. So they gave it a 5 out of 10. Pretty scathing review from IGN. Um, Game Rant's Dalton Cooper. That was not IGN. <laughs> oh, Game from Game Informer. Sorry. Game Informer. Game, Game, Rant, Informer. Game Rant's Dalton Cooper says the they gave it a ninety. They got they got a ninety out of a hundred. So the lack of online co-op in the new Battletoads is definitely the game's biggest flaw. So if fans can overlook that, they will find what is otherwise a great beat 'em up throwback with hilarious scenes, fun combat, and plenty of variety. And with it being on Xbox Game Pass, subscribers have no reasons not to check it out. Overall, this Battletoads comeback is a major success and is sure to leave a smile on players' faces. And so hopefully fans don't have to wait 26 years for the next entry in the series. Wow. IGN gave it an 8 out of 10. Terrence Wiggins says Battletoads not only revives the long-dormant beat-em-up franchise and makes it fun to play for everyone instead of an ultra-hardcore masochist's. And instead of for only ultra hardcore message. Right. What I say. And if they uh, made a TV know. show about these hilarious characters, I would watch it. Devin, give us the Freelancer Codex review of Battletoads. Yeah, so I've played maybe an hour and a half, right? Because uh, so I was looking online, my kids were super excited to play it tomorrow. They've watched, you know, all the footage they can of it. Uh, even my daughter, who doesn't really play very many video games, is was really excited to play it. Um but they put it out live early, you know, like five o'clock. And so um, my kids were eating dinner and I was like, oh, check this out. And <laughs> I went to it and turned it on. They're like, what? And I was like, you got to eat all your dinner real quick so you can play. And so they you know, scarfed down all their, all their food. And then all three of them were playing, just having a great time. And I was like, what the crap? You got to rotate when you die. I got to get in here. But <laughs> um, <laughs> no, so It was a lot of fun playing through, you know, uh, we got through the whole first area and moved into the second area. And then 
even after that, I went back through on my own because um, they wanted to keep playing, so I didn't have to keep switching out with them because, you know. Uh, so I started on my own character because there's no online co-op. That's the only drawback, like, you know, they were talking about. Um, hopefully they can get that in there eventually. But, um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's goofy. The, the uh, writing is pretty funny. Um, but it also, you have to have, it's a specific type of humor. So it's not going to be for everyone, which I'm guessing, you know, Joe Juba, it definitely was not for him. I don't, I don't know, but um, they have the first little areas of tutorial showing you how to do different things. And my kids are like, whatever, just smash the buttons. We're beating up nice. stuff and having a good time. It's like, oh, my frog. They're like, my toad is a train. Oh, I have a chicken for a fist, you know, and different things. They have weird things when you're charging up and doing different abilities. And so it can be super easy. Like my kids are just smashing buttons, going through, having a good time. Or you can actually try and do, you know, 40, 50 hit combos on all the enemies that you're going through and killing and getting higher points. And they give you different difficulty grades, you know, as you, like most arcade games where they're like, oh, you got a A or a D or whatever, you know. Um, I did like the second area, which was it starts you off early, you know, on the bikes as you're going through. Like the second area starts you with those bikes and you have to go through a whole bunch of stuff. And it's it's a lot of fun. There's collectibles to go back through the levels. So if you miss them, you can go back through and you're like, oh, I got to try and collect that. And uh, I'm just playing on the medium difficulty to start, like the middle one, um, just to go through it and check it out. And there's definitely, you know, the controls are really tight. Everything works good. Just like, you know, he said, what is it? It works. The controls are fine. I think they're super responsive. I've played on both PC and on console. So um, it works great so far. And I'm having a good time. I'm excited that you and your children are having fun together playing this game. Um, it's really cool that Steven it's Stephen does not like the art style. No, I, I don't. And like, <laughs> and nothing like nothing I've seen is going to change that. But the two things that can be true here are Devin can enjoy it, and I don't have to enjoy it, and that's okay. Because Indeed. you are enjoying it with your kids, and it's come to Game yeah. Pass. So even if I did want to play it, I'm sure I'm sure this is something that if I downloaded from my kids, they would enjoy it also. They don't have so we we make fun of people that have Bioware baggage, like Wade's hanging out in the chat, and we say like, "Hey, Wade's got Bioware baggage, right?" Because he likes Bioware a lot. <laughs> I probably have a lot of Battletoads baggage because Super Battletoads is something that I played a ton of, right? So I have these glasses on that just don't allow me to see past how awesome that was because Wade says he can't help it. And, and and that's fine. Like, like I'm super happy that you and your kids having are having fun with it. Like, that's awesome because that's what we're, that's what the games are supposed to do. Right. Um, and like, it's just not appealing to me and that's fine. Like, doesn't mean that you can't enjoy it. So, um, but I'm glad that just download it for your kids. I'm sure they would enjoy it. And and I probably will. They like they have been playing a lot of um of Fall Guys. They've been really enjoying that on PC. But I think I will download Battletoads so that they can give it a go just to kind of see like what their reaction to it is. Because I'm guessing they'll re react similar to your kids. They'll just be like, "Wow, this is like," and granted, like Battletoads, Super Battletoads back in the day did not have as much going on on screen as the new Battletoads do. But also, like the the cartoons that these kids are watching, very similar, have way more going on screen than the cartoons we watched, you know, back in our day. So they're probably their brains are like, hey, yeah, I get this. You're old, dad. Like, go away while we enjoy this new thing and get off my, you know, go go mow the lawn or something, dad. So I'll download it for them, and you know, we'll just see how they go. But I won't play it unless they ask me to. Then I guess I'll play it just because. No, I won't. 
You say, whatever, kids. I'm going to go play my highbrow games. Salty Steven. Yeah, why don't you guys go? You guys stick with your kitty game. I'm going to go play some real games, you fake gamers. So, um, very cool that you guys are doing that. Do you guys want to talk about Apple, or do you think like everyone's covered it enough that we really don't need have to say anything about Apple? Uh, I think everyone's covered it enough, and we, I mean, it's just escalating. And until like anything happens, who knows how long this is going to actually take? You know, Years. I mean, I don't know. The, to finalize it. For sure, you know, but yeah, I mean, I don't know if we need. Now, the only thing that I'll say is that I don't think Epic anticipated Apple being like, "Well, we're gonna kick all um, Unreal Engine games off of our store because they're, you know." Well, they're not, not kicking all compliance. Unreal Engine games off. They're just uh, removing Epic's uh, licenses no, so, to be able to use their stuff. So this is what will happen, right? So if Epic cannot update their engine. Mm-hmm. With Apple, the way that they force updates all the time, um, eventually all those games that are made on Unreal Engine will stop working. Yeah, within because a couple they of years. Ca- because they can't push updates. It might even be faster than that. Like, there is an article over mm-hmm. on Washington Post. It's not the best written article, but it talks a lot about this. It talks a lot about, you know, what is actually going to happen here. And, like, I, I guess for me, for as a consumer... As someone that believes that, hey, if you make a thing, you're responsible for that thing. We always say on our show, like, hey, like you can't come into our space and like kick the door down, like take a crap on our bed and just leave without us doing something right. Very similar to Apple. Like you have to play by their rules. However, Mm. I also do believe that Epic is fighting for something that should be fought for. Because it is very monopolistic, and this is like on a lot of the platforms, like, it is a monopoly if I build something and have to put it on your thing, and you say, well, you have to pay this, you have to charge this, and you can't bring anything else into it. I mean, you don't have to put it on, they don't have to put it on iOS. They choose to put it there. That's true, but also, like, where else do you put it? And that's like the definition of the monopoly, right? Like, if well, they have the Google. I mean, you could you could build your own store. They could build their own store. Right, you could build your own store. You could do that. Those are all things that you could do. However, in our world, where the percentage of people that own iPhones that are in that ecosystem, it's pretty close to fifty percent of people that own phones, and some Samsung owns a very large portion of that. Also, like both of those stores are very close to being considered monopolies in those spaces, right? I mean, I don't know if that's something that we can be like, I hey, think... we can argue that. I mean, we could, but then we're splitting hairs at that point. Well, because I think there are some very strict rules and laws that actually what constitutes a monopoly, right? Which is which is why which is why these stores haven't been taken down sooner, right? So like so like even though most of our business goes through there, like it's not technically considered a monopoly because I mean. Because you could say that Samsung or that that Android and iOS have a monopoly on on phone operating systems, right? So, but but in order for it to be a monopoly, there's more things that have to be put in place. So I understand what you're saying, and I understand that. I mean, it doesn't seem fair, and it might not be fair, but I, th- I think. But eventually- I guess if Epic wanted to do something about it, they could go and build their own store or become compliant. I mean. I think I think what eventually will happen is that Epic will ask for an exemption on their stuff. 
just like Netflix or Amazon have an exemption, because Amazon does not pay Apple every time someone buys something through their Amazon app. Mm. So right. I think I think what is rubbing a lot of people the wrong way, like is maybe the way that they're going about this. Like there yeah. probably could have been a different way that they went about it. With but their also, propaganda for their children to watch and But also, yeah. like unfortunately, like you know, them like mobilizing their base in order to have something happen. Maybe they felt like, hey, this is really the only way that we'll get people talking about it, because granted, everyone's talking about it. And if they just filled out legal papers and like sent it in, like, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of things that they could have done differently, but eventually I think they'll probably just ask, ask for an exemption and we'll see how it goes. Like, I'm interested to see, yeah. like, this is the most interesting legal court, you know, thing that has happened in the gaming space for a really, really long time. I think the only other thing that we've had legally is the dude that gets all the Donkey Kong records is suing someone because they told him he wasn't legit. So it'll be interesting to see what is <laughs> happening here. Um, I mean, but yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting. So I, I don't know what what's going to happen, but I don't. Know. I mean, they definitely didn't do it the right way, you know, because they. I mean, when you have a, a video ready to put into your video game for everyone to see, you already know it was planned ahead. They knew it was going to happen when they broke the terms of service. You know, they just I'm guessing weren't expecting that Apple would be like, you break our terms of service. We can revoke all of your licenses. It's, I mean, it's got to be in their in their paperwork. And so maybe they didn't read the EULA. They thought they were maybe a little bit too big in their britches or something. I don't know. You know, granted, Apple the- just crossed two trillion dollars worth, you know, for their company. Epic's worth 17.3 billion. So I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I think the, the one thing that I just don't like about the whole Apple thing is like, oh, we have to make sure only good content gets put on to our store. It's like, which I mean, that's not 100 percent true because there's crap content that gets on there all the time. right? That, but, and that's know. all I'm saying. Like, if I were if I were to, like, talk to an Apple lawyer, I'd say something like, <laughs> yeah, right. This is boring. Time for boss to get some sleep. You'll be the <laughs> one surprised tomorrow, outcast. Not me. Oh, are you going to shut your mouth? Because that would be a surprise. That's what I would say to Apple if I. That's what the lawyer would say to you. You should that be a surprise. Hey, all right. Um, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That's going to be revealed soon. They had this trailer um, that looked like it was like the beginning of a movie that probably starred Harrison Ford at one point and probably had Tommy Lee Jones. As it looked pretty captain. hot. You know, I was like. I mean, it was it's like yeah, it was a good movie trailer. I mean, they make good trailers, and I'm sure that'll be something interesting because hey. Call of Duty is a thing, and Call of Duty will always be a thing. And every year, well, I mean, they made Call of Duty one point something billion in the first quarter of this year off of microtransactions. You just love people that make money, Devin. Is that what this is? You just like people that make billions of dollars. <laughs> yeah, because I want to make billions of dollars. So. Well, you can't if they're if you're if they're making the billions of dollars, you're not going to be making billions of dollars. So I it's know. like you got to stick it to the man, like rise up. I mean, uh, if it's fun, <laughs> it's fun, right? I don't know what to tell you. Mule says people they did, still oh, play you Call talking of Duty. About, who said that? Mule just said people still play <laughs> Call of Duty? Question mark. So he put the cap of face. So I don't know if uh, Mule's being facetious here or not. But I mean, they definitely had a cheating problem for a while, for sure. On I mean, that's going to happen anytime you have games on PC because that's just the nature of the beast, and eventually also on consoles. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely interesting. I think, you know, the trailer they, they showed off 
the teaser today was really for a story, you know, which I'm more interested in is the story because it looks pretty interesting. Uh, for the first time in, I don't know, forever for a Call of Duty game, like the story looks interesting. What do you mean so, it looks interesting, though? They didn't show anything. I know, just the premise, like what they're they're trying to allude to by that trailer. Did you just get Anthem looks, by the trailer? Yeah, I could have. You never know, right? I mean, <laughs> you never know. They could pull a 2020 on us. I don't know. But <laughs> 2020, I think it was 2019, but... Either way, I I think it'll be I don't know it's it's Call of Duty so it'll be what it is and I wonder what do you think they will do with their um with their BR. So uh, what Cags was putting on the Discord and stuff today was pretty was pretty interesting. There's people that have found a missile silo on the Warzone map and they're thinking that in order for it to change that it's actually going to get hit by a you know a nuclear weapon a la Cold War to yeah. really change the battle royale map uh for the new game um so honestly what i'm hoping for launcher do you think or do you think it'll be in like the new like how will i'm guessing it'll be in both you know um i really want the warzone to be in its own launcher right to not be together like right now like the game really pisses me off because of how big their (laughs) updates are that's the only grab i have with the game is the updates they had an update just the other day that was 66 gigs on the Xbox because they said something the Xbox did, they screwed something up. And so it was 66 gigs on the Xbox. It was uh, 800 megs on PC and one point something gigabytes on PlayStation 4, right? But their normal uh, downloads have been 50 plus gigs every time. The full game right now is 183 gigabytes on my Xbox, which is many? absolutely wow. ridiculous. It's a lot a of gigabytes. Game. And um, even if didn't you we just, just want Warzone, it's almost 100 gigs. Didn't just we just say Flight Simulator was like 126, 127 gigs? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. yeah. For me, it only showed 93. I don't know. No, that was no, oh, day one more than that. That was PC, right? I don't care about PC. I have terabytes and terabytes of storage on my PC. <laughs> my Xbox, that is a different, different, different thing, right? But it's still just, it's ridiculous. But so hopefully the next game doesn't have that same problem and they can kind of switch that. So cool. Um, Mike, Devin, you want to talk about dashboards, but I want to ask Mike a question. Mike, okay. name yes, all Steve. the dashboards. Name all the dashboards. Um, you don't have to name all the, the dashboards. So the Xbox, Xbox is getting a dashboard update. And the interesting thing about this one that everyone's freaking out about is that it's going to be uniform across everything. PC, Xbox One, Series X. Series S, blah, blah, blah. It's going to be the same. This was like a big news story. Do you, Michael, have you ever given a second thought to the menus on your Xbox One? I have. um, Yes, I have. What was your second thought? So I I have changed them around and altered them and have prioritized things, if that's what you mean. But, but that, I mean, I, I assume everyone has done that. I, I just think of my only thought of the, the Xbox of menus is that uh, these menus are too damn slow. That's the only thought well, I've ever had on the Xbox menu. I also have another thought that like the narrator activates too quick. And and whatever button sequence, like my kids know it too easy. And it's and like when the narrator is like Xbox on home page, blah, blah, blah. Like, like that bugs me. So, Devin, are you excited about the new updates? I mean, 
They look cleaner, uh, not, I guess, I, but... I'm, it definitely looks cleaner. I like that it's unified, you know, because that was a big problem for people, uh, you know, for some people to go from PC to Xbox and have different uh, user interface. And so now that it's unified, it's also faster. So, I mean, faster, I mean, that's one of the things that have, has always been a problem is, you know, a slower uh, dashboard. And so when you're trying to go to different places, um, you know, I definitely, yeah, I mean, I definitely want a faster dashboard. And with the Series X, it's going to be, you know, even better with the solid state drive. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't mind the way it looks right now on PC. Uh, my biggest problem right now on the PC is that I am in the insider build. And so my stuff is unreliable a lot because all I'm, the time I'm, I'm, I'm doing that. Like there's an update almost every single day for the insider build of the windows of the Xbox app. You know, it's in a beta and there's an update so almost every stuff. single day. Yeah, it, it does. And so that's kind of frustrating when you're trying to do streaming things or communicate and different things. You're like, Oh, should I not do this? Should, you know, should I just go back to here? But I enjoy doing that kind of stuff. And so I just kind of deal with it uh, because I, I have a lot of fun getting early builds of things. And, and uh, you know, I, that's just one of the things I, I deal with, you know, but I like the fact that it's unified and it's going to be faster. That's, that's the main thing that I, I'm excited for. So. Unification is awesome. You wanted to talk about the chips, or do you wanted to of... say chip talk for later? No, I mean if you if people want to look into the deep dive, right? They did and on hot chips, the Xbox put out a ton of information about their system on chip for the Xbox Series X, and hopefully Sony will put out information eventually um, on on their chip. And we'll get to see everything about it. You know, I mean, we're still you still know everything about the chip, but it's just fun to kind of do a deep dive on stuff, even when you don't uh, fully understand it. I've been kind of following chips for a couple of years now, and it's just kind of fun for people, you know, going off on this stuff. And it's like, that's pretty cool. I don't even know how they make that stuff that small. It's pretty crazy, but it's it's fun to, to read through and, and check out. So It's all robots. Well, right on. So, everyone, that has been it for the news. So, we'll we'll ta- we'll have this random clip take us out for the news. Sorry, but the answer is a whopping yes. So, all right. So, with that answer, Devin, I know you had a game that you want us to play today. Do you want to still do that? It's like we've been talking for an hour and 30 minutes. We can do that. We can save it for next time. Your call. It doesn't matter to me. I, I think this is something. It's just a funny little thing to do that I think we could do every show. Um. It's like two minutes. I don't know what you want to do. It's up to you, man. Like this is this is you. Like I said, hey, bring topics. You brought the topic, so let's do the topic. Wade says Xbox Series X is going to be amazing. I say, if only we had games to play on it. There's lots of games. There's thousands of games, Stephen. Name all the games. (laughs) I can't. There's so many. No, I mean that's yeah. We, I mean, we could get into that too, you know. Um, no, we don't have to get into it. I mean, that's. <laughs> I mean, we. I mean, okay. yeah. I mean, there's nothing to get into. Like, there's not a big launch title, but hey, if you want to play four generations worth of thousands of games, you can do that on a higher system. Yeah, or any of the new games coming out this fall, if you want to play them on the most powerful system and have the best resolution, frame rate, <laughs> graphics. And I'll just do that on my PC. Ah, uh, new Nintendo's coming out. That's cool. <laughs> I wish, but no. 
Um, <laughs> no, so uh, one of the things so I thought about this, uh, we were trying to think of new things to do, and I think this would be kind of funny because they were making fun of my art a couple weeks ago. Um, yeah, we were. <laughs> so I thought of a new segment that we're going to, I'm kind of calling Art Drawn Badly. Right. So this is something you guys can uh, listening can do as well, um, just because we're going to post these things. So basically, all I did was get, get a piece of printer paper, folded it. So it's into four, you know, so you have a smaller picture here. Uh, so we need three things and chat. We can get some help from chat. Hopefully I need Michael. Why don't you pick an item? Name all the items. pick an item. Just yeah. random item. Just any item. I mean, me, Michael, or chat, Michael. You, um, Michael, on the show, Michael. (laughs) Pick an pick an item, random item. I'm gonna go with um, DMR. A DMR. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Wade says he does not want to help Devin. Wade, (laughs) Devin is not Wade's favorite person right now. I right. see how you are, Wade. That's fine. You don't want right. to draw? That's cool. Uh, so now from chat, I want you to pick an action. Right? So pick an action for us. So what we're going to do, basically, we have, we're have we going to pick these with these three things. We're going to have to draw this in two minutes. Uh, you know, and so, Stephen, you have to pick the place. Um, Antarctica. Okay. So we have to draw a DMR in Antarctica. Uh, and as soon as chat can give us an action, tell us what the DMR is doing, then we can draw that. Wait, I'm going to change DMR because that's weird. Okay. A lamp. A lamp. So a he's lamp. going Pixar. Okay. Because uh, that's not weird either. I wasn't prepared for so this. Just I need a piece like of paper, a, write it. a pen or pencil. Oh, let me go get one. Okay. Wait, it says teabagging. Teabagging. Uh, so crouching. All right. <laughs> so rapid, a lamp is crouching. Rapid crouching. <laughs> rapid crouching. In Antarctica. So we're going to wait for uh, Mike to get I've back. already started. Hey, you got to wait for the timer. It's a two-minute thing. Oh, sorry. All right. I'll wait. All right. So, Mike, you got a paper and a pencil? I do. So we are drawing a lamp in Antarctica doing what? Uh, crouching. <laughs> rapid crouching. Repeated crouching. Rapid, rapid crouching. When do we start? Um, we have to wait on, for Devin get... to tell us to start. Oh. Okay. Crouching, huh? Uh-huh. Yep. And that's the thing that we're going to do. So we have to monologue yeah. while we're doing it also. Cause, so you know, we're just going to talk while we're show. doing this. And, you know, we're going to put these up on Twitter for everyone to see. Oh. And <laughs> so that's how it's going to be. <laughs> for people to participate, if they want, they can send that in as well. All right. You guys ready? I'm going to no, go ahead and click start. Yes. So we got two minutes. So we're in Antarctica. It is a cold place. Do you think there's a lot of ice there? No. <laughs> I no, I think it's cold there. without ice. Yeah. Do you think it's cold so, there? Huh? Uh, it it might be. What kind of lamp are you drawing, Mike? Don't distract me. Um, this this is an LED lamp. Oh, an LED lamp. Yeah. You know, like you do the old LED lamp. The old LED lamp, and it's crouching How much in Antarctica. Uh, we still have a minute and a half left. So oh, I'm already done. Uh, what do I add? How yeah. could you already be done? Do you I have need to draw to many actions. Out? Yeah, you need to render it out, get some animations in there. Ooh, a lava lamp. I like you mean that. Animations. <laughs> like my so, let's see. 
So who are we going to have like chat vote on who wins or I don't sure. think they need to. I won. I mean, obviously. Um you I don't think you've ever drawn anything in your life now that I think about it. <laughs> like have you ever drawn? Yeah. When? I uh I was passed up for valedictorian in my art class. Oh, shut because... up. <laughs> valedictorian in your art class? What the crap? My son always brings up bad memories. Like, yes, I could have been valedictorian, but my art Just teacher Just call me Hyper. Thanks for the follow. In art. What? We got a follow off of this? Yeah, we got a follow. <laughs> um, you know, we appreciate you guys. <clears throat> Just Hyper, I will answer you here in just a minute um, after we draw this because I will address your question. We will not leave you hanging here. Um <laughs> So, lamps, huh? Why does my lamps. lamp look like an iron? I I don't know why why it looks that way. Mike, you never answer me like if you if you've ever drawn anything in your life. I actually have. When? I've dabbled in drawing before. So I had a ruler one time and like all right, straight time lines is up. was all I could do. I took a drafting class actually. Is that considered drawing? Drafting? Yes, yeah, it yeah is. you can draw, right? So I was pretty good at that. Class. Hey. What All right, Devin. Under it. pressure. All right, <clears throat> so we will answer that here in just a minute. So our thing was to draw a lamp crouching in Antarctica. And no, so this they, is... it was a lamp teabagging in Antarctica. Yeah. So I I put a couple lamps in there. There's a lamp right here teabagging or crouching on a love lamp. Um, since Wade brought up the love lamp, and that, you know this that's is kind of crouching. Yeah, so you can see this bent neck. <laughs> So that I is my drawing. Drew a lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Next to some penguins. I love it. <laughs> I like the uh, action hands there. He's got jazz hands for the lamp. Those, <laughs> that's the light. That's and the simulating sun. the light. And we've got the sun out there, the lamp in the sun. So, very well. My mine is a actual lamp here. Let's see. Mine is a lamp that is actually using a tea bag in its coffee mug. I thought that's what we were <laughs> talking Antarctica. about. Antarctica. You're, you're supposed to be in Antarctica. Well, they have coffee because it's cold there and it's going to be warm. And that's the branded Free Lunch Codex cup. So that's my. Uh... It says I fail because there's no legs on my lamp. Um. Uh, look. All right. I have a lamp right here. There are no legs on this lamp that I have right here. <laughs> well, I there goes all of our viewers, but that's okay because we're towards the end. Of the what show. are you talking about? They're all still here. They all had a great time. Um, all right. Did so they can, did they say who won? I don't know. They can they can decide who won, and we will post this on Twitter, and yeah. we can ask them which one's better. Agreed. Right. Maybe maybe that tweet will get lost. So just call me hyper says, Hello gentlemen, I have a question. What's your view on depression? Just wondering. So that is an interesting question. Um I don't know exactly um hyper like what like what our views on it are my views on it is that it's a real thing that a lot of people suffer from it and it's something that a lot of people fail to get proper help on. But it is something that can be diagnosed, and it's something that people – the problem is that a lot of people don't know how to get help. And a lot of people, when you talk to someone, you're like, hey, you know, I'm feeling kind of depressed. And they're like, oh, well, just be happy. It's like, 
Well, okay. I guess I'll just. Okay. I guess I'm not depressed anymore because now I'll I'll just be happy. Um, but Mike has actually um, has taken a lot of studying about you know psychology and stuff. And I don't know, Mike. What are your thoughts? Because I mean, it's a thing. I mean, like, what's the best way? Let me ask you this: What's the best way for someone who is feeling depressed to get help? Granted, I think the first thing disclaimer that none of us are professionals. I think the first thing, if if we are talking about actual depression and not like some video game that we haven't heard of yet, like is there, no, no, is there a game depression. called depression? Okay. Um, so I think the first thing to do is to is to understand that a you have a problem, and you're gonna and if you want help, then to go out and seek help and then also be accepting of the help that you get, right? Because um, there because there are times where people are depressed and and maybe not don't realize it people who think that they've got it all together um because because that's one that's the nature of the of the i don't want to call it disease but that's the nature of the condition itself is sometimes you don't necessarily know that you're depressed um so so definitely if you are depressed if you can see the signs in yourself then then seek help if you want to recover from it and then and then take the advice and the help of the professionals that, that offer it to you. If, if they offer meds, you know, take the meds and stay up on the meds and see if they work. If you do a more holistic approach where it's more, you know, changing behaviors or changing some of the things that you do, some of, some of the content that you consume, some of the media that you um, are a part of, then, then take that into effect too. Don't, don't let your depression become, um, don't don't let it don't let it become something that can drag you down because it can you can you can live with depression and which seems kind of strange to say but you can live with it and still be a functioning uh, person and get everything done that you need to but understand that sometimes you need to take time for yourself and sometimes um, you just need to work through it sometimes there's a process that we go through where where you just kind of have to work through that depression. Maybe you're carrying something that that you can put down. Maybe you're maybe you're carrying something that you need to work through. There's all kinds of of things that you can do. Um, the the best advice I think is to seek help and and take it when you get it. So yeah, and Hyper says sorry to bring the mood down. Just trying to find a way to lighten myself. And you don't need to be sorry at all. I mean, we are more than willing to help and answer any questions. And I think. I mean, it's, it's something that happens to all of us, I think, in varying degrees. Like, I mean, there have been times where I have just been like, I, I, like, and again, since I'm not a professional, it's hard to say like, wow, you were like seriously, seriously depressed, but you just feel off, right? You don't feel yourself. You don't feel like I've felt where it's like, well, I can't do anything right. Like, what am I doing with myself? Like, should I, I mean, you just. It's hard to describe how you feel, but I think it's something that all of us go through and it's hard to figure out how to like for me, like someone that doesn't ask for help anyway from anybody like I have just dealt with it myself. Sometimes I'll like call somebody and talk to them. But other than that, it's like, I guess I'll figure it out because I don't want to burden other people with my with my issues. Right. So that's something that isn't great that I do is because I just don't ask for help ever. I don't seek it out. 
Um, and that's something that I need to change it, but I also don't know how to change that because like the way that we were raised, it's deal with your stuff, help other people, like don't be a burden on people. Right. So that's hard for, that's hard for me to deal with. Like when I need help, it's hard for me to ask for it. Well, and I think it's also hard. Um, it's hard to think that other people might know what we're feeling and it's hard to put ourselves in a boat that other people might be in. Right, because we kind of want our problems to be our own. I have to sneeze. Bless you. So while I you're apologize. while you're while you're sneezing. So no, no I'm ahead. back. So so it's hard. It's hard to think that other people can feel the same way that we do, because a lot of times we want to think that that you know no one else has experienced this exact set of circumstances that I have experienced. But but the truth is, and the reality is, is that there are many people who have experienced that that exact same thing. So you don't have to lump yourself by yourself in a, in your own boat in the middle of a, of an ocean, you know, where there's no one else to throw you a raft. There are people who are going through the exact same stuff um, who have gone through the exact same stuff and have come out on the other end better for it. Um, not the same mind you, because there's a change that needs to take place. And I think it's a change that needs to take place in all of us, regardless of, of how we feel. There's some growth that we as humans need to make. And some of us are given different tools to handle that and different obstacles that we need to overcome. So don't be afraid to, to change and don't be afraid to adapt to new situations. Because if, if you're trying to get back to where you started, um, that's not healthy either. If you're going through one of these bouts of of mental anguish, of depression, of addiction, of these feelings of just you know down on yourself, you don't want to get back to the part where you were, to the point where you were before that. You want to get past it and grow from it. Um, you you want to be able to move on, and that's hard to do. And it's and it's hard for me to sit here and say that. Um, but I've had my own struggles just like everybody. And I think I've come out better on the other side. And so um, one of the best ways is to lose yourself in helping others. That is a great cure. Um, so if you can recognize those signs in yourself, maybe you can also recognize those signs in someone who, who can't recognize them in itself. You can go through that together. Um, that's a viable option for sure. Yeah, Tim in the chat says, sorry, I keep saying Tim, but it's old man fear. Tim has been someone that we've known for a really long time and have played games with for for, for since 2010. Um, Devin, even longer. So Tim says, as a PTSD sufferer, first you have to acknowledge there's a problem and then seek professional help. Most, if not all schools, workplaces, and government agencies or facilities have programs for assistance. Hyper, please don't ignore the problem. Please seek help. Um so Tim is Tim is wise in his old age. He is old man fear because he's old. But um, Tim is Tim has been around the block and knows a thing or two. Um, one of the things that I do personally, though, like now that like Mike and you guys have been talking about it, is I kind of have like a go when I am feeling down and depressed. I kind of have a go to book that I listen to um, because it taught like one of the main characters in this book has depression. It's um, the Stormlight Archives. And I know I talk about this book series a lot, but I think because it speaks to me and on a lot of different levels. And one of the things it talks about in that book is, you know, it's it's the journey over destination. 
that sometimes we look for like, well, how do I just get over this now? But like Mike said, it's, it's slow. Sometimes it's a process and you just have to be willing to go through the journey in order to get to the destination. And it's one step at a time. Like there's definitely no like quick fix um, for any of this stuff. And especially because we don't like, we don't know how everyone reacts to it or we don't know why, you know, some people haven't, some people don't, but try to find something that is kind of like your comfort food, right? Something that can bring you a little bit of joy and a little bit of happiness to bring your, bring yourself out of it. Devin, I don't know. You've been, what do you think? You've been quiet. No, I mean, just been, been listening and uh, yeah, I mean, I think for sure one of the best things you could do is to talk about it and um, don't just bottle it up inside and, and, and keep it in there. Like Mike said, you know, we're kind of from a generation where it's, you know, keep that, that stuff inside and, and deal with it on in your own mind. You know, you don't, don't talk about that. You know, not that my parents have ever said, Hey, don't, don't do that. Or that they haven't been open to talk about it. It's just, you know, not something that I was like, Oh, let's talk about our feelings all the time, you know, type of thing. And it can definitely be scary to talk about your feelings and, and how you're feeling. And even to admit that you're having those, uh, emotions or that you're like oh i'm supposed to be the happy person all the time i can't be depressed you know but it's like everybody has issues they have to deal with and that can be you know from work could be from school could be from your friends and the environment that you're in could be from from anything really and but like tim says you know you have to admit that you have a problem and and it's kind of hard to see that for a while sometimes you know and and that can kind of come with time and experience you know I think one of the things for me with work is there's a lot of young guys that I work with that haven't quite been through a lot of life experiences yet. You know, some of them still live at home with their parents and they're still just like happy go lucky, really goofy. And, but you can definitely also see when they're having issues and hopefully somebody in your life, if, if whether that's at work or somewhere else can see and, and if they do give you that opportunity and say, Hey man, are you doing all right? You know, you don't seem like yourself today. Don't just brush them off, you know, and, and just be like, oh, I'm fine. You know, I, I don't, you know, need to talk about anything. Just be, just know and understand that person is like recognizing that there's, you know, you're not the same person you normally are, that, that you're, you're acting a little different and something else. And so maybe that's also a sign as well that, okay, maybe these, this thing is getting, out of control a little bit that even other people are recognizing I'm having issues right now, you know? Um, but I think it's, it's good to talk about it is really is what I kind of go go with and, and whether that's to your close friends or different things. And even then a lot of people, you could talk to them and be like, Oh, you don't need to talk to somebody else. I think you're just fine. You know, that can also be a problem. If you just talk to somebody and they say, oh, you're just fine. You don't have any issues, you know, or different things. But if it's something that keeps happening in your life and you keep coming back to it, I would definitely, you know, as Tim says, seek out someone who has been trained and, and deals with this on a day-to-day -day basis, you know, and is a professional, you know, so. And I think you're right, Devin, that a lot of times when people ask us, hey, how's it going? Like, we're just trained to be like, no, it's fine. Like, even if we're having, like, the worst day ever, right? It's, yeah. we everything's, say, oh, everything's fine. 
So Nasili says, current generation has different conditions slash expectations. Before people had more friends slash family for support. Today you need to approach, and I would recommend anyone to approach, attend, hob uh, attend hobby groups, make real friends to talk to and open, more so for people who have a hard time in life. And Katie says that whenever they feel depressed or down, um, they always draw, animate, or listen to music. And I, th I think, like Tim said, like Nasili says, there are so many groups that you can go to just to chat. Like, if anyone ever wanted to chat with us on the Discord, like our Discord is a great place to just go in to like talk to people, whether it's about video games, whether it's how you feel about the current quarantine situation, whether like anything, you could just drop in and you could chat. Like any of us, if you wanted to like talk with us on Twitter, if you just private messaged us, like we are more than willing to just have a conversation about whatever is going on. Yeah. And that's something that, you know what, like like we love video games because it brings us together and it makes you know has we have fun conversations with people but really it's like creating relationships with people that we never would have talked to before and that's not always just hey what do you think about this video game it's like hey like this happened at work today or hey my kids did this today you know we try to celebrate the wins like the highs with the lows and you know that's what really what our community is about or what we want it to be about right we want to be able to have yeah. these conversations after talking about video games for you know, an hour and 30 minutes and just be able to be like, Hey, are you okay? Like Piper, do you need, if you just, if it helps for you to, to hear someone talk about it, then we are more than happy to talk about it. So Hyper says, I honestly think my problem is that I have that stigma following me that I have to be manly. Don't show emotion, even though I know I am more sensitive than most guys, but my emotions don't show through because I don't really know how to express them. I just want to be comfortable with myself and my own body. Yeah, and that's something that's like, you know, we were talking about baseball at the beginning of this show, like that coach that's like, I can't show emotion to these kids. I can't encourage these kids. I have to yell at them because that's how I was yelled at when I was a kid, right? This is how I was coached. So this is how I'm going to coach these kids by yelling at them and my, you know, scaring them into catching the ball. And that's difficult. I mean, that's something that... You know, it, it's tough to break that cycle because like even Mike was talking about, it's like, well, someone has to say something to that guy, right? Or else you just, you know, perpetuate the stereotype of, hey, you can't show emotion. You can't, you can't, you can't hold that kid and be like, hey, good luck next time. Like, we'll, we'll try it next time, you know? And that's something yep. that it's a tough cycle to break. But also like, I, I think the generations are getting different that it is definitely easier to like, Hey, if you're emotional, like you can have emotions, right? Like, I, I don't know how many videos we see people crying at the end of Avengers when caps, when, you know, Falcon says on your left and all the portals started appearing. Like, I don't know how many manly tears Mike cried, but it's gotta be like gallons of manly tears. Like every time. Yep. Shut Mike, up. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm tearing up right now. Think about it. I was no, like, I mean, just thinking about it. I'm tearing it's, up. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's it's rough to navigate this world. There's there's a lot of things that bring you down, but but I also believe that that the the myriad of things that bring you down, there's a myriad, if not more, things that can lift you up. And and find the thing that lifts you up. Um, and find the person that lifts you up and be in those positive 
healthy relationships and and I feel safe and comfortable saying this here, but get with God and get yourself straight and and find out your worth to him because it's high. It's super high and 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 there are people who listen. They're trained to listen and there are people who who are, you know, trained on these things and can help you through problems that you think that you're going through on your own. And and you're not going through them on your own. There are people out there having the exact same insecurities and dealing with the same issues. Um, and the help is out there. Don't don't be scared to go find it. And and I think you will be surprised at the reaction that you get when you open up to someone. I think it's very rare when you say, Hey, this is how I'm feeling and I, I hope it is like I, I shouldn't I shouldn't make blanket statements like that because you never know. But I think you'll be surprised if you say, hey, you know, find your close friend, whether it's a family member or someone that you work with or, you know, even someone that, hey, you listen to their podcast. And you're just like, this is how I feel. And I'm sure that you're like, hey, I feel the same way, too. I mean, especially now, man, the quarantine has like it like it sucked for everybody. And we're all just feeling like this malaise of like when is the world going to get back to normal right and it's extra time of it's like the extra time of suckage and this isn't the kind of suck that we want to embrace it's like man this just sucks and like a lot of us are in the same boat so like you know and sometimes it takes a little bit of courage to step out and just be like hey hey man this is how i feel like i need to talk to someone about it will you listen and if and if they don't listen then you know what worth were they in your in your life in the first place? I guess if they're not willing to listen to you. Yeah, but. I think I think another good thing, really, like they talked about in the chat, was different hobbies and groups and getting out there. And if you find that you're having difficulties in life, and and one of the things I think you can really do is open up to different opportunities, right? Do try different things, even if it sounds really weird or dumb. You know, it's like, oh, go to the park and do do this, or you know play Dungeons and Dragons or learn how to basket weave or do something else. Find these different little groups that are completely different than what you're doing in your life right now, because you never know where you're going to be able to find happiness from, right? You could try something that you might think is the dumbest thing ever, but then find out after you start doing it, that you love that. And that brings you great happiness and can break you out of that funk and that depression that you've been experiencing because you've just been doing the same things over and over and over again you never know what that new activity or you know making new friends from from getting out and and just trying to do things you know so yep well hopefully hopefully hyper and everyone else that this discussion has been and and again like we are not professionals um (laughs) we only have our experiences to go by and like the things that we have to navigate day in and day out um And just to close, Katie says, there are a lot of things in life that are difficult, but you can get through it. Many people have, yes, it's not the same. We all have our differences, but that difference shows who you are. I had an incident last night that I still think about. I told my friend in my server that we spent all night talking and chatting, sharing each other's music, drawing, etc. And I do feel better. I feel like like they helped me out of that fog and suddenly came out of nowhere. And then, let's see... Mike says we're all, that you are you're an absolute legend. Like, oh, thanks, Mike. That's nice of you. 
Yeah. You're absolutely. Let's say, how do you do the Australian? You're absolute legend. Don't, don't, even don't try. I can try. Don't it. try. Don't try. Don't try. It. Don't don't try, try it. We have the high Please, ground. Please don't, don't try, try it. No. Tim Please says. Tim says, "Hyper, it took me 20 years to figure out what caused my anger issues. Then we learned it was all Devin. Just kidding. Um, I thankfully had the VA med system to assist. I found out that with the anger came fear and depression. I made my family suffer because I was too." I was taught to suck it up and press forward. It's not good to believe the stigma associated with manhood in today's society. If you need assistance or want me to follow up with some professional assistance, please seek assistance. Don't let it be years. Peace, man. Um, oh, Michael says, you're bloody legends. That's the awesome. Uh -oh. good. <laughs> so, but, but seriously, like, hopefully, like, hopefully just talking about it here, just listening to people talk about it. it Michael says that's Scottish. Um, says hopefully this helps like just sometimes you just need a primer sometimes you just need to be like okay i think i can do this and even if it is like hyper just like reach out to us on our discord it's all linked over here like reach out to us on twitter we are so happy and willing to chat like seriously we can we can talk all the time so like do that if even if that helps even if you're not comfortable yet talking to people um in real life like just reach out and talk to a bunch of strangers that and sometimes it's so much easier to talk to strangers i mean that's why people go to therapists right it's so much easier to open up to a therapist because they're like your little comfort zone like and not open up to family members or people in your in your circle so chat thank you so much for hanging out i think this has been a really important discussion uh, more so than talking about video games. Um, I enjoy getting everyone's opinions, hearing everyone's stories. Tim, thanks for being here. I think this was a great opportunity and glad that you were able to make it out. Um, Tim has been someone that has always uh, brought a lot of joy to us when we play video games because of his outlook on life and just because Tim's a funny guy and he's fun to hang out with. Um, so, And when I play with Tim, I'm not usually at the bottom of the scoreboard. So that's <laughs> That's why you like it when Tim. <laughs> I, I'm just kidding, Tim. So, all right, everyone. Um, thank you for hanging out. And if you need anything, please reach out to someone. Reach out to us. Reach out into professional. And until next time, we'll leave you with a random clip because these are always fun. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's the same one. We can't have the same one. That's great. <laughs> I enjoy gaming, but in my free time, I also do photography. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Follow us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or Twitch. Send emails to freelancercodex at gmail.com or voice messages to anchor.fm slash freelancercodex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all.